Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It's been a, a kind of a crazy weekend. I like, yesterday I like called in to work sick, so I didn't go to work. Ooh, a rebel. I, yeah, because I had, like, foot pain. Oh, oh. I had a reason. I okay, had, like, right, foot okay, pain. Okay. Sure, sure you did. <laughs> I had foot pain, but I went to right. the doctors yesterday, right? Uh-huh. So come to find out that I have help? a lot of stress. No, I have a lot of stress on my plantar fascia or whatever, mm. on the bottom of my foot yeah, and yeah, my yeah. toe. Mm-hmm. So I come to find I found out that with an x-ray, I have, like, this extra bone on the on my foot. Yes, black people have extra bone in their foot. Yeah, but, but, I mean, but it doesn't happen. She was like, it doesn't no, happen for a lot of people. Oh, okay. She was like, she was like, yeah, a lot of people don't have this, but since you have it, that's what's causing a whole bunch of stress on your foot. Mm. So now I gotta go see a podiatrist. It's like then. wisdom feet. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like an extra thing. that's yeah. growing that not everybody. Some people's wisdom feet, wisdom foot bone doesn't grow in. Yeah, okay. uh, and I gotta like get like a uh, a certain sole for my shoe mm. for my foot. What you got a my left foot type of situation going? You got to have one shoe that's bigger. Than no, 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 no. Like oh. the the sole. The what is it called? The thing that go inside yeah, the shoe. The, it's the, the sole? Um, yeah, the Dr. Show's insole. That insole, yeah. yeah. Um, Not the, I don't need the... Like a corrective foot. shoe. Yeah, I don't need that. Oh, okay, all right, okay. I thought you were saying like you need like a corrective boot of some kind. No, no. I got to uh, I gotta get that, but... That plantar fascia, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It was a whole thing. I was just wanting to see what was wrong with my foot. Yeah, my foot was, was, it just like, was it just like bothering you a little bit? It was... Yeah, but it was like random. It'd come and go. Got it. But sometimes I'll, I'll step down from a step and mm-hmm. then I'll feel like a pull on the bottom of my foot mm. and it, uh, it hurt for like five seconds and then go away and then I'll never have it again for a couple of days. A crampy type of feeling or tear? No, like a, like I feel like a tear oh, and it was like, geez. she's like, well, we don't see anything but it happens like random. So uh-huh. I was like, the other night it happened when I worked to like eight o'clock, I was like, oh, I got to go do this tomorrow because my foot is hurting. Yeah. And it, kinda, it went to a whole thing. I got extra ball. I was like, dang. I was like, all right, well, I got a day off. But that was yeah, great, man. <laughs> so, is it plantar fasciitis? No, or it's, it's just it's, it's just a uh, some damage, some type of stress. Yeah, got it. Yeah, okay, so okay. I was like, what? Well, salute to your feet, man. I yeah, mean, man. you know, you got a real job on your feet and continue. This is the 
this is the um, reason we continue to push the you know um, postal gang for life, or until this podcast really takes off and Fran doesn't have yeah. to work at the post office anymore. Yeah, that is that is the that is the motto. It's a very long motto, but that is the motto, man. I mean, you know, uh, I don't I don't want my boy out here on these streets in the rain, sleeping in the snow with all this potential plantar fasciitis going yeah, on. Yeah, man, you know? don't um, need that. Uh, you know, yeah, and and also as far as the tearing thing, it's like you know we like to get out and hoop sometimes when it's yeah. not pan pandy type situations going on outside. And I don't know what the the tear could lead to because when I ruptured my Achilles, it caught me super off guard. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, you gotta, you know, we're not eighteen anymore. You know, you yeah, can't just come out, just go straight to hooping. Now nah, don't warm up or nothing. Minutes, yeah, you got thirty minutes to stretch, and sometimes you gotta listen to your body. Yeah, and that plantar might be fasciating one day, and you can't go play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it, right. just, it just is what it is. Yeah, right? man. Uh, I don't need those problems, man. I can't be. Uh... I'll take it. Yeah, it could be worse problem. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's still not fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially when you have a job where you walk around all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I'm good though. I'm here. Yeah, man. I'm walking fine. I'm back to work tomorrow. Um, I had to get medication or something. I gotta go see podiatrist. But anyway, how's your weekend been? My so weekend, far? my weekend has been um pedestrian. I haven't been doing much. Uh, we have a friend of the pod, Les Green, was in town and he uh, hung out at the house and you know we just. Watched horror movies. I showed Sierra Leprechaun for the first time yesterday. Yeah, very creepy. Not as creepy as you think when you're a grown ass. Grown up, I haven't seen it. In a yeah, long it's very time. silly. It's borderline offensive because they have this guy Warwick Davis. He's riding in. He's riding a tricycle. Yeah. Uh, he's riding on a little Barbie Dreamhouse car. I mean, he's uh, like three feet tall. Yes, but <laughs> they really lean on him being a dwarf in the movie. That's a lot yeah. of the a lot of the scary and the funny is that yeah. he's a leprechaun. Yeah. But it's very um now it's kind of like silly fun. It's like a good bad movie. Leprechaun yeah. is a great bad movie. We had a great time. We laughed. Some of the lines were like, "Don't you like me buckles on me shoes?" And Sierra's like, "What?" That was like his first line in the movie. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, but then, as you know, it went to you know Leprechaun Two, Leprechaun in the Hood, yeah. Leprechaun Back to the Hood. It yeah. it, it, it turns into a whole thing. So it was like gonna... it come on BT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ice T's in, and I'm not going to yeah. show her the whole pantheon of Leprechaun, but yeah. I, the original first Leprechaun, it, it felt like a good movie to watch Halloween season and all this kind of stuff. So uh, other than that, I just been sitting in the house, you know, um, you know, open open a nice bottle of wine, have some <laughs> hot cocoa, and just relax, man. I, you know. Uh, and are you going like a wine binge right now, or you just have a whole bunch of it that you need a, to drink binge, it? Binge is, binge is a weird word. Wine, wine, wine is an acquired taste, and in order to acquire that taste, you have to do a lot of tasting. Th- I think that's what my when I drink it is like. It got to be cold. Yeah, you can't. I can't. First of all, no, that's a big no no. I know, but I can't. I don't drink it enough yeah. to where I need to like. Oh, this is good wine. I, yeah. I drink it. I go. You give me yeah. some juice. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some grape juice. I don't like these grapes that they use for this wine. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's an acquired taste, so you yeah. can't just drink wine. You can't be like, oh, we all have suits on tonight and we're at this nice restaurant. Yeah. I'll get a glass of wine. Yeah. Because you don't know what kind of wine you like. Because yeah. I'm learning there's all kind of different tannins and different grapes and there's yeah. there's Shiraz and 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 and, and there's and there's whites and there and there's and there's and there's, and there's Cabernets and there's all these different types of wines that are different flavors. And I'm sure I could find you a red wine yeah. that is smooth, sweet. yeah, smooth, sweet, and it is to be drunk at a lower temperature. Most wines are usually meant to be drunk room temperature. Yeah, there's some wines that you can put a chill on them, but I, in order for me to know that to tell you, I need to yeah, learn try. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm. I'm in wine school right now. Yeah, you know. That's why I said. That's why I asked you about it because I'm gonna get stuff because she wants. That's what she wants to get into. Yeah. 
And I was like, that's a good idea. And I, and I want to learn to, I just, I, I'll get it. And I'll be like, yeah, this ain't going. Yeah. Cause I, I just don't see, <laughs> uh, and, and not, not to, not to make it a race thing, but for black people, a lot of times, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of black people who enjoy wine, Yeah, but growing up as me, especially growing up around women, um, like my mom loves, you know, uh, Moscato mm-hmm. and Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And, and these are dessert wines. Like these are just easy to drink. You can put them in the freezer and get them nice and cold. You yeah. can put ice cubes in them. Mm. Sometimes they have a little bit of, of sparkle to them, like a soda. Yeah. You know, these are these are base level wines. These are basic wines. You know, wine has a complex rainbow of all t- different types of flavors. Gears and shit. Yeah, these aged wines and all this different kind of stuff. And I think that my experience with wine as a kid was just like, women drinking them at, at party nights. Yeah. And so it's not going to be these complex wines that I've been trying to get into. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the ones that are easy to drink and, you know, you can get the barefoot Moscato and this type of Chardonnay and it's just a party, girl. Oh, it's girl's night, whatever. Mix the wine with an alcohol, you yeah. know, make some kind of spritzer. Um, And I'm trying to get deeper than that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But Bender, it's kind of a Bender. You know, we did Taco Tuesday the other yeah. day, and I, I I knocked off a bottle of wine. Yeah, man. I'm not a quitter. You know, if I open up a bottle of wine, I expect to finish it. You don't have to. Says you. Okay. You know, uh, you know, but at some point, <laughs> the wine has to got to get finished. You can only you wine doesn't. Yeah, but you don't got to do it in one sitting. Yeah, but you only get like three days. That's and then fu- it, it turns. Then that, it's not good but anymore. That don't mean you need to knock out one. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm looking out for your health, man. In in other news, man. Okay, <laughs> listen. I like wine. I'm not. Am I a wino? No. Am I close? Maybe. Uh, but in other news, friend, we had another discussion last week on the podcast that yeah. caused controversy all across the airwaves. You know, it split the Caucasian community in half. Mm-hmm. We discussed rag etiquette, washcloth etiquette, and all these kind of things. I, I have a poll going on Twitter right now. Yeah, I did see you that. You know, for, for all my Caucasian brothers and sisters, just answer once and for all, and just kind of get a, a, a general consensus of where it is. Is it sixty forty? Is it fifty fifty? Is it? What are we saying, right? Um, and I wanted to read an email from a new listener who who chirped in and and also wanted to propose something. Now this could be controversial controversial when I propose it, and it could take us into a new stratosphere of podcasting that makes this weird. But I'm open to doing it because this is an equal opportunity podcast, right? So I wanted to read this uh, this email from a nice young lady named Charmy. Okay, the subject is how to wash your body. How to wash your body? She said, "Hi, I'm a listener driven here from MFM. Man, you know." And again, like we keep getting, Shout on, out, we man. keep getting. I've I've gotten another uh, notice in the mail. This one was purple. I've never even seen this one before. And the level of curse words that was in this piece of mail is obscene beyond belief and this bank wants their fucking money and i genuinely believe if we get another one of these type of messages money has to be coming behind this i mean we, we really put a lot on the what line color was it it was purple is that like is that like orange and like you know like the weather as gets like it's like, yeah, orange it's like, an, like an alert yeah if this was like a, a, a some kind of a level of threat yeah, yeah, yeah. that's five <laughs> that's level five man and I have to believe that, you know, that advertising money that we, we sent over there to My Favorite Murder, it's got to turn back around at some point. I will hope so. But I appreciate the people coming in and letting us know, hey, we listen now. Yeah. You know, but if you guys could talk to Best Buy or Circuit City or, um, you know, um, a Fruit of the Looms or something, and, and we can negotiate some kind of partnership to, to make this profitable. Hey, man, look, if you need me to fire up that GoFundMe right now, I'm on it. Hold up. Hey, stand back and stand by, friend. Right, okay. Stand back right, and stand by on that, okay? I'm telling you, man. Yeah, we don't we don't need to that's 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 Defcon 6. All right. That's when okay, it's emergency pull out the like, "Oh my oh man. 
<laughs> oh, my ribs are uh, melting. Yeah. You know, pull that out and then that's 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 plan Z. All right. So it's not that bad. It's yet. ready, man. Like fire it up. <laughs> Time to tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to the email. Uh, she said, I was instantly hooked after episode 146 and eagerly await Monday's update. However, uh, episode 148 solidified my love for your podcast mm. because you talked about how to bathe. Yep. As a black woman with a strict Jamaican grandmother, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard from the street. Let me start. What? I don't know. Uh, that's not on there. Where's she from? She's from Canada. Wait. Okay. I think Canada. Um. Anyway, uh, she, she said she laughed and she laughed and cried so hard. Uh, as we talked about using raw soap on your body. Ugh. Also, man, we're gonna try to deviate from those kind of. We're not trying to shame people who use use the raw bar. All right, man. Raw bar. I'm sure they, you know, interchange the raw bars often. You know, we're not here to shame. Uh, people. Why would you do that? Then it is a waste, 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 waste of soap. It is a waste of soap. But we're not here to do that. We're not here to shame. We're just. Did they put on a string? Did they? I would slap. You know, they slip out their hands and. We're just noticing different idiosyncrasy. Different idiosyncratic. Idiosic, uh, What's the word? Idiosyncratic. You got it. Idiosyncratic differences within race. Okay. Things that just come from the way you were raised, who you were raised around, all those kind of things, right? That's all we're noticing. We're not here to shame anybody. What about their face? They use the same bar on their face? That's a good question, and I don't have the answers for that right now. The poll will, the poll will dictate that when we get nah, the final answer. You can't, can't put it between your cheeks and then throw it in your eyes, man. Yeah, that's like how you it. get pink eye. Yeah. She said, uh, another podcast I love hosted by two black women who are also comedians did a full poll in their uh, in their office about how people shower. And they and they, too, found that a lot of white people don't use washcloths and some don't even wash their legs in the shower. Someone was even using Excuse me. I'm going to keep moving. Is on. that like not putting a lotion in the wintertime? I mean, in the summertime, I think how, how, which one is it? It's the uh, wintertime. In the wintertime. Because you wear jeans. Something like that. It's some kind of reasoning. <laughs> behind. I also know a lot of white people that are like lotion. You know, what? Because I think that, and again, I'm talking about the white people that I'm around. Okay. I can't. I, I don't want to generalize, right? All right? But I know a lot of white people, and they, I know a lot of white women who use lotion because it smells good. Yeah. But the, a lot of the times, for like white dudes, it's like lotion. I'm not ashy, but they're white. Yeah. So they can't see the they ash. Can't see. But so your skin like, is still dry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. But she, yeah, so she's saying this other podcast that she hosted did a kind of similar poll, and then was saying that you know the poll turned out that some white people don't um, wash their legs. I don't know who would disclose that information. Um, I'll probably not be proud of that. But if you don't think it's a big deal, you Just have no problem disclosing that information. Like, oh, wash your legs. I mean, they're down there. They're going to get dirty again really fast. I don't know the reasons behind it. Hmm. But um, okay. um, and so I mean, you don't wash your feet. Okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so another person uses shampoo to wash their whole body. All right, they too were. Sh- they t- you don't have a problem with that? I've done that when I, I don't have any more. Um, yeah, and that's what Tom's cough does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, uh, but that's what I assume, though. When they did that, that that's why the... That's why the Let's hope. Because shampoo, it just clearly says, like... Now, there are some soaps that say... Uh, For all in one or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I just disagree with. Yeah, you know, there's Some sense. products are meant to do some things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm just going to wrap this up because <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how, like... <clears throat> This could be offensive to somebody. So oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't sorry. know. And I, but only offensive to people who aren't washing their legs and, you know, using shampoo to so- wash their whole body, which, you know, shout out to you guys. Anyway, the the email wraps up saying, thanks for the hilarious commentary and your great coverage of tragic, heartbreaking stories. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, but your perspective is especially relatable to me, which is the whole reason we started this podcast. Uh, can't wait for you guys to be able to devote yourselves fully to your favorite hobbies. Hopefully this podcast. Mm. Um, also, if you haven't already, you should try... Um, 
the other great Canadian chocolate bar, Coffee Crisp, which I've never heard of because yeah. we live in America. Uh, she said, I'm from Canada, specifically the home of last year's NBA champs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, Charmy. I don't think about stuff All right, Charmy. All right, yeah, all right, Charmy. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were living in the past over here. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, there's a new king in the new era. Yeah. And it's the Lakers dynasty and LeBron James. Yep. Um, and she said, expect some in the mail. Once shipping is a little more reliable. Thank mm. you, Charmian. We take back what we said. We respect the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, well, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Your new fan, Charmy. And also, she wanted to let us know that the podcast was uh, best friends with uh, Nicole Byer and um, Zashir Zameda, which is a great podcast. I love okay. I love, I love Nicole Byer! I don't know if you've ever seen um, Nailed It. Great show on Netflix where people come and make cakes, and they show you, like, here's a professional cake. And then they make a cake. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yep. Um, and Zashir Zameda, if anybody knows, Zashir Zameda is from, she was on SNL. I don't really know what she's doing these days, but I'm sure it's great. She's incredibly talented. Um, now, my proposition, right? Because we are an equal opportunity podcast here, right? And I think we've exposed some things. I remember having a thing at Thanksgiving last year or maybe two years ago at Sierra's family's house. Because, you know, a lot of white people don't know about the stereotypes about them. Yeah. Obviously, I know the ones about like, oh, black people, white people can't dance and oh, all this kind like of thing. Like the wet dog thing. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, and the wet dog thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. This one was about the seasoning their food. Okay. And the puzzled look on all their faces when Sierra was like, so did you know that black people say that white people don't season their food? And all of them went, huh, really? Uh. Just like, it just doesn't, how stereotypes don't affect white people <laughs> in any kind of way. It, it was such a cool experiment to see that. Yeah. I wish that we could do some kind of lab test about uh, how stereotypes affect people mm -hmm. because white people were they were so unbothered by this fact it was yeah. like oh really <laughs> wow i didn't know that well that's interesting <laughs> and then we just moved on right yeah it, it didn't affect them in any kind of way right so i would love to open up my dms to people from all walks of life hispanic people asian people. i don't really know the hispanic and asian stereotypes because my um dynamic in life is typically skewed black and white i don't really i haven't had like in-depth um meeting i have asian friends but they yeah. are they are um, second generation American. Like mm -hmm. their parents were first generation American. Yeah. So it's not like their parents were particularly traditional. Same thing with my Spanish friends. It's like their parents are from, they were born here. Like they yeah, yeah. their parents aren't immigrants. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, it's not like I come there and they don't speak English and all that. Their parents were like young and hip, uh, young American kids, but adults. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have much, you know, um, um, experience in, Hispanic and, and, and uh, Asian and those kind of different stereotypes, right? I'm opening up my DMs. Not, uh, you know, why do black people like watermelon? This, that, and the third. I mean, like, <laughs> real things that you notice culturally about black people, about white people, whatever. Open them up, and we can discuss them on this platform. Yeah. I, I, well, Hispanics eat a lot of rice. Yeah, but... Rice, frijoles. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know why, right? You don't know why? I mean, I mean a reason of, like, you know, why do black dudes seem to always have a towel on, or, on them in the summertime? It's like, well, it's because it's hot and we don't like sweat. Yeah, I don't, I don't, but I don't, I can't relate with that one. But you, but you know what I mean, though, right? You yeah. never well, see a black dude with like a bald black dude with like a towel on their head? Yeah, ball, a bald, yeah, a bald person, yeah. But sure. that, I feel like that, don't, that, don't, that doesn't count, though. Is that not racial? No. Okay. I just, I haven't seen many, mm -mm. I don't know. Um, but I just mean those kind of things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I just mean, so. And again, why black people like watermelon and chicken? I that? don't mean, that's, that's oh. just, that's just, that's just out there stereotype. Yeah. I, I don't mean like the goofy, really known. I mean a real. A real like I want to come up with one. Yeah, I mean a real noticeable one that's not like oh white people can't do, the the like the, the the hacky ones that what everybody about knows. The raisins about. and salads and stuff is that was that? Yeah, thing? like I have I have several about white people that I've noticed over my life of just being around white people. Give me one. Um, white people 
predominantly the ones I've been around, seem to love ambrosia salad. Okay. I only know about ambrosia salad because of white people. I don't know about ambrosia. I never knew about ambrosia salad until I was started hanging around white people. Ambrosia salad is just jello with fruit and whipped cream in it. And you can't really go to That a, sounds disgusting. It's it's pretty good. Mm. But it's not that it doesn't blow me away enough that it should be at every function. And you can't really seem to go to any kind of Fourth of July barbecue without seeing some ambrosia salad at a white type of function. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just tradition or whatever. You know, I just mean those kind of things. I don't mean why can't white people dance? I mean like a thing that you actually absolutely notice, you know, that is a consistent thing that you see and you go, I wonder why this person, this race does that. This race does that. Now we're black and I can't speak on black stuff, but I'm, I'm black and my fiance is white. So I, I can speak on the things that I notice when I go to white people's houses. Right mm-hmm. now, the third thing I will, and this is again, I'm opening up the platform for people of all races to come ask me, ask you, I pass it on to you, ask you, why do, what, what's up with this with black people? Why do they do this? Right now, here's the last one I've noticed. And, and so I'm going to give my three so that I open the platform for people to ask me things because mm. you, you can sit on these and you can ponder these people listening. Right. So I've done, uh, we've done, uh, what was the one we did last week? Uh, rags, right. Rag gate, 2020 controversy. Mm-hmm. Some do, some don't, right? We just discussed the ambrosia salad briefly. Yeah. I've been to a lot of white people's houses as well. Now, this is clearly some kind of like um, sentimental reason. Mm-hmm. This is the reason I understand. Um, and uh, when I finish explaining, I'm going to explain because Get Out's going to come into play in the way, right? The movie. I've been to a lot of white people's houses that have um, like those super black racist dolls with red lips. Yeah. Just, just on the, the counter yeah right i went to a friend's i went to a friend's bonfire and it was at his grandmother's house but it was like he lived there or you know he could use his grandmother's house and i went there and we we're having a good time i went to the house to use the bathroom and the house's theme you would have thought was aunt jemima black <laughs> racist dolls with big red lips yeah and big bug eyes dolls they had big red lip, black face doll clock, mm. big red lip, black face doll, salt and pepper shaker, big red lip, black face doll, <laughs> uh, you know, plates. It was just Did you ask. No, no. It was definitely a, a, a subject of conversation when I got back to my other black friend who was there, Les Green. And we were just kind of like, that's fucking weird. Now, the thing is, though, I don't think that there's any malice in the person who's um, invited me to the bonfire's heart nor do i think he even correlates any of that stuff with racism he's just like that's just what Meemaw likes to have in her house right Meemaw. i, I hate that i'm he, sorry i don't know if that's what he calls his grandmother but i'm just saying that's uh, racist well they're white <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean but i i don't i don't think it, it's just like he's just like that's what that's what my grandma likes to have in her house so there's no even correlation now if i was to make a scene yeah. at that thing could have i could have why didn't you because I would have looked crazy. You would have like, what do you mean, man? I had you at my, I had my house. You were drinking my drinks. Yeah, they might have they might have they might have cut your nose off and used your lips and put them in that yeah, house. Yeah, maybe. Away. I don't know. I don't know if it would have went that way. My whole point is the the reason I find get out the the sub cool thing, the underlayer of get out that's so cool is black people looking crazy when we have a, a vibe. Yeah. Right? But if I come out and I go, Man, what's up with those racist shit you got in that house, man? That's crazy. Then it's like, whoa, racist. My grandmother, that's, you know, my grandmother uh, inherited that from her grandmother. That's just our knickknacks or whatever, right? Knickknacks. 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds racist in the context. <laughs> that sounds racist in the context of what I'm talking about. <laughs> and this isn't the I didn't have, there was no conversation had because I shut my mouth because uh, I didn't want to be the angry black that man person, or the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. freaked out black. Whoa, man, racism. And yeah. like, Why are you always playing the race card? So instead of doing that, I just sat there. I drank my white claw. We'll just pretend white claws were popular then, but this was probably like six or seven years ago. But my point is, um, if you're listening to this. You're a young white person, an older white person, however old you are. Maybe you have one of those kind of dolls in your house or you have one of those dolls at your grandmother's house or whatever. Just know that if black people come over, they're going to make an assumption about that doll and about you based on you having that doll out in public display. Yeah. Right? Now, for me personally, I just kind of dictate who the person is and I go, they just probably don't even really get what that is. Right? That's probably an heirloom some kind of thing that they inherited from a thing. And it's like, it reminds them of their mother or it reminds them of their grandmother or it reminds them of whoever their dad. So I don't put it in like, you brought me out here and you're pretending to yeah. be my friend. And you're all just having a laugh behind my back. When I go to the bathroom, like, look at this fucking Negro in here <laughs> eating our food. Look at his lips. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I don't. So as, as, a, as opposed to going that direction, I just yeah. take it as, they just have no idea what that even represents or how that could make somebody feel uncomfortable. I'm about to say, so it did make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, to. man, it was too much for it to not to be. Yeah. If it was just one little doll tucked away in a corner or something, I'd go, oh, geez, well. You I had a bandana know. on? Like a red bandana? Yeah, you know, like the, uh, you know, uh, the, in, the, in the apron. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, real mammy shit, right? But it had all kind of variations. <laughs> it had one in dance pose and yeah. one... You know, uh, playing a fiddle. They mm. just they just were doing all kind of things. It was the it was like the theme of the kitchen. So um, that's my yeah. third one, and yeah. and I just opened the platform up to maybe you you know you notice that black people call diabetes the sugar or whatever. You know, you're just like why do they, why do they say that? I never I heard that one. You never heard you never heard somebody somebody say they have sugar diabetes? No. Oh, people. The sugar? Say, no. The sugar, sugar diabetes, the sugar. No, I never like, heard yeah, that. Yeah. And I think that that comes from you know a historical lack of proper medical care so yeah. you just kind of find out about something and then it doesn't stick because you don't get the care so you go like that thing that you get when you eat sugar yeah and then it just turned into the sugar plus you know black people got a flair for trimming the fat yeah like that wears too long yeah sugar like rona like who the rona the rona, like corona, yeah, 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 rona. The rona. oh yeah yeah you know yeah. i don't i argue that doesn't take up any less time but it does put a, <laughs> it puts it puts some sauce on it yeah, yeah, yeah. black people love to put, a, put some sauce on a word that's what they do shout out to e40 um, but yeah, no, I opened the platform to that. I didn't know that uh, Raggate was going to be such a controversial thing. And I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So I'm I'm a person who is a big fan of stand-up comedy. And I feel like everybody should get it, right? Yeah. Everybody everybody should get picked on. And then nobody's picked on, right? So yeah. I don't want any, any... Have a sense of humor. Cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, this is not done in malice. And obviously, I'm not pulling this shit out of my ass. This is all from personal experience. And this is not something I'm making up. I've experienced everything I just said I've personally experienced. And it comes from a place of reality. Now, that might not be your reality, but that does not make it false. Yeah. So everything here is said with light heart and, 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 and kind vibes. And I'm opening the platform to any questions that somebody might have. That isn't, again, some goofy-ass question about, like, why do black people like fried chicken so much? If you have a genuine question about, like, why do black people wear their pants this way? Or why do black people, you know... Like I can't them? answer that one. I don't... It's 2020. I don't know why you're still... Anybody's still <laughs> habitually sagging in 2020. It's, yeah, 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 It's just... It's just... It's just nasty, man. Yeah. Your whole ass is out, bro. Um, Yeah. And so I just opened the platform to any of those kind of questions. You can DM me. I won't, I won't expose anybody's name because they might, you know, might be something that people don't want people to know that they... 
think or question to themselves. Yeah, it's fine. We, we live in this woke culture. I don't want people to. I want people to. You know, if you if you if you consider yourself a person who is you know liberal and all this kind of stuff, but you just have a burning question that you feel like you you want to ask a black person, but you can't ask your black friend because you don't want to ruin the friendship. Ask me, man. I'm telling you right here, right now. I don't take offense easily. I have a lighthearted personality, and I'm open to ask, having a conversation about anything. Now, if you just come to me with some straight old fuckery, you know, I I, I will let you know that what you just said was crazy, flagrant, and and get out of my DMs. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm still opening the platform to like, yo, yeah. If you want to know uh, why, whatever. I don't really have any of that. Those are the questions that you have. I don't have them. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you have them and you want to ask me, maybe I can answer them. Maybe I can't. Um, I've taken up a lot of time with this whole thing, <laughs> and <laughs> and we got celebrating to do. So, um, oh, we do. Yeah, man. It's, it's okay. Crazy, man. How many? Um, I don't, I don't keep track of things like that. All I just, right, I just read them until uh, till the end of the list. Until the end of the list. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't, I don't really have those kind of. Numbers. I hope people not out there trying to get you know, uh, resigning, uh, deleting, and then resigning up. Oh, to get double shout out. To get your double shout out. Man, that would be a hell of a scam. <laughs> I don't really even know how what the benefit of the scam. I guess to just have your name on the pod, you know, which I, I you know, I consider probably some people consider uh, uh, quite an honor in some kind of way. So yeah, if you're double signing up, you know, shout out to you, man. I, I appreciate you wanting to be wanting to be heard that badly. Okay, get that celebration music going. Also, shout out to Dogface, uh, Dogface, uh, you know, our boy uh, riding the skateboard, drinking the ocean spray. That dude's killing it right now. Yeah. Did he, he get has, him a new truck he yet? Has, he, has, he doesn't have a new truck, but he has a manager. He's out here mm. doing commercials. Good. He's getting his bread. And, and, and he better. Yeah, and, and salute to him and shout out they to him. They still owe him a truck. I'm not I'm not letting that die. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I don't think he's going to get a new truck. I think they've moved on. They're like, we did a thing and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up first, we got Maddie M. Shout out to Maddie M, man. We appreciate you signing on and becoming a part of our uh patreon thank you very much and much love to you up next we got georgina m shout out to you as well georgina thank georgina like you aquina shout out to you uh we got sarah h shout out to sarah h thank you very much for joining the patreon thank you. And we love and support you and we respect you up next we got Lindsay d shout out to Lindsay d much love and thank you gratitude hope you're enjoying your october and things are going well up next we got icy icy that's, that's it you icy you are incredible you are your name and your name is you thank yep. you icy we appreciate you up next we got liz h shout out to liz h thank you liz um and um liz me and liz have had some correspondence she's a very um, um intelligent and, and kind person and thank you for supporting thank the you. podcast up next we got alexis d shout okay. out to alexis d we appreciate you greatly and we uh we respect everything that you're doing and all your endeavors in life uh up next we got uh shit uh uh, oh man, you know. My bad. I, there's no. Cause, uh, she sent us a message. I'm not gonna read it, but I just wanted to get the name right. Okay. Because, yeah. Uh, we got Antoinette M. Thank you, Antoinette. Thank Your you. message was incredibly kind, and we thank you that we're happy that you found the podcast. Uh, lastly, we got uh, Tess of Alaska. Tess, Tess of, of Alaska. Tess of okay. Alaska also sent us a very lovely message. She's up there in Alaska, and she said if we have any true crime messages that come, I mean, any true crime that is in Alaska. Hit her up so she, we can help. She can help us with the pronunciations because nobody oh. ever gets the shit right. Okay, I will do that. Uh, Tess is also an archaeologist up there, uh, you know, digging up. So uh, Mooseback and Sarah Palin to you. Uh, yeah, I believe that's the National Alaskan uh, hello. So um, thank you to uh, Tess of Alaska, and we appreciate you, and we love everything that you're doing up there. Alaska, hmm. yeah, keep holding it down Crazy. up there. Yeah, oh yeah, up there with the, the bush people, and you know, surviving in the bears bears is walking around up there or all kind of bears work? they just they ride bears yeah they in ride alaska, bears in alaska yeah they ride. Do they eat a lot of fish up there oh yeah salmon they pull it straight out of the water uh, is that a, is that like a real thing 
What? Which part? That's what they do is go in, dig a hole in ice, and then fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do all that. They ride bears, park mm. them, um, parallel park bears right there on Main Street. Um, it's very, it's very, uh, it's a throwback to a very rural time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they saddle up the bears. Polar. Imagine it's very beautiful. Grizzly black bear. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's dark, I believe. Like four o'clock. Uh, or it's like just all the time. All the time. It's just always dark in Alaska. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, Sounds depressing. No, there's no sun up or sundown. It just always is sundown. So it's just always cold. It's just always cold and it's My dark goodness. and they ride bears, yes. And they eat a lot of fish straight out of the water. Mm. That's Alaska. Um, if you've ever seen 30 Days a Night, that movie's based on Alaska. Guess what? I will never go there. Sorry. To Alaska? Yeah. It's great, man. You never wanted to ride a bear? Nope. Okay. Well, you know, Tess of Alaska's holding it down for us up there. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm Moose. I'll live. I'll live the life through you. Yeah, vicariously through Tess of Alaska. Yep. So once again, Moose back and uh, Sarah Palin to Moose you, back. and uh, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy all the things that come to you up there in your endeavors in Alaska. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into the fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. My it is my turn to go first this week, and my affirmative murder is the story of a woman named Antoinette McCoy. Okay. Antoinette, I'm sorry, Antoinetta McCoy. Is that the is that the one that signed up for the Patreon? No. Oh. No, jeez. No. She's alive. That woman's alive. Oh. You said it's the murder of? What's well, affirmative murder? It's her story. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, my sources were Oxygen.com and ColtEducationInstitute.com. Okay. And uh, I will proceed. So, <clears throat> Antoinette. Antoinetta. M. Antoinetta M. Antoinetta M. McCoy. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Not, she's not. I thought it was. She's not. She's not on the Patreon, man. <laughs> she's not on the Patreon. You can say her name. All right. <laughs> she, it's not her. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> sorry about so, that. Antonetta McCoy. Antonetta okay. McCoy. All right. Antonetta McCoy thought she had finally had it all: mm. a renewed romance with her high school sweetheart, a large extended family that put faith first, mm. and a surrogate son who filled a painful void in her life after she learned she was unable to have children. Wow. But soon after saying she'd marry Peter Lucas Moses Jr., her dreams turned into nightmares, and it would set off a bloody spiral that claimed both their lives. Mm. Okay. So McCoy grew up in a tight-knit family in Washington, D.C. that practiced uh, Pentecostal Christianity. Faith played an important part in McCoy's life, and as a student at Dunbar High School in northwestern Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. she met Moses, who shared, a, shared her deep religious beliefs. According to her family, she wasn't allowed to date, but Moses often walked Antonetta home from school. And, you know, that's when you put in the strongest game. You yeah. know, you might be pocket, back pocket to back pocket. You know, she got her hand in your back pocket. You got her hand, your hand in her back pocket. And you're just mm. kicking game. Yeah. You know, when we get out of here, you know, I want to marry you, girl. Da, 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 da. You know, you're holding her backpack or her, her books. Mm-hmm. You know, so those, those walk home from schools. Yeah. I put in a lot of game in those school walk homes. I bet you did. Yeah. And uh, but also I had a sweat rag over my shoulder as well because I was I was a thick young boy. Yeah. And the sweat was sweat coming down, you know, but you got to find a smooth way to get get the sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and you wipe your whole face. How do you what you mean you had a smooth way? You still Well, you can't just be like, "Oh, sweating." <laughs> you got to sit, you got to do it cool. Okay. Girl, you crazy. Pats. You do pats. Girl, man, that's wild. To make it seem like it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But you have a rag, so she knows you. You know you're going to use it for that reason. So what's well, the... it's fashionable rag. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a fashionable. It was a dipset like, rag. All right. Yeah. Oh, all right. I just say it was like Gucci rag or something. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was 11. <laughs> but dipset was very popular at the time. Dipset yeah, rag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, man, come on now. 
pat, pat. And then it doesn't look like the chubby kid is just sweating. Did you get her? I mean, I got her number. Okay. Most of it, anyway. Uh, most of it. Yeah. Probably because of the sweat. Probably say, nah. Yeah, I got, including the area code, I got eight of them. Eight? <laughs> uh, yeah. Close. You missed two. I almost <laughs> I just needed, like, a couple more guesses. But then I moved. Guesses? Oh, man. Go ahead, man. Move on, man. That's pathetic. Anyway. <laughs> I think I used the P word on you, man. Sorry. I'm just trying to live my life, man. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, according to her family, like I said, she wasn't allowed to date, but they would often walk home from school together. When he moved away, she was heartbroken, mm. but the two reconnected as adults on Facebook in 2010. Okay. Also real quick, just as another personal, just, you know, put my own beliefs, out, you know, my own experiences out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I relate to this personally because, um, as I've told people, I once lived in, I lived in Vegas at a time. My grandmother lives in Vegas and I did my third grade in Las Vegas. Um, I had a great time in Las Vegas at lunchtime. I would, you know. Uh, buy corn nuts and enjoy those kinds of snacks. I remember hearing uh, Britney Spears Lucky playing through the airwaves. And um, throughout that whole school year, school year of third grade, I got to know a beautiful young lady named Kylie. Right mm-hmm. Now, it feels weird saying those kind of things because we are now almost 30 years old. Yeah. But when you look back, sometimes you look back, you think about life and you're talking about it with friends. You're like, man, yeah. that girl, she's great, man. She was the best looking girl. You're talking about a 12-year-old. Yeah. But in this story, but talking, you were a 12-year-old. I was also 12. Yeah. So it's not weird. Yeah. She was cute to me. I was also eight. Yeah. Right? So we were, <laughs> I thought she was cute. I was eight. She was eight. Right. Consensual. And on my last day, I, you know, they the whole, did the whole thing where it was coming towards the last week of school. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, guys. So I'm um, AJ is what they called me. Yeah. Um, AJ's moving back to Baltimore, guy. Oh, no. We had a little party. We had mm-hmm. cupcakes and stuff. I'm not, I don't know the story. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You, you will by the end of it. Um, and, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, um, you know, I'm walking out of the school, I had a nice day, you know, we had snacks, everybody sent me farewells, bunch of hugs, bye, yeah. you know, um, and I walk out and the girl Kylie ran out behind, uh, after me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like uh, the notebook or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was beautiful. Start on that one. Yeah. So I start walking, I'm walking towards the school bus and she runs out. Boom. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. I like you. Boom, she runs. Yeah, runs she, away. She just can't handle her feelings, right? She just runs off. The last thing you see. The last thing I see, I was like, oh my God, wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. If who knows what could have been. Yeah. Fourth grade, who knows? Eight years you know, old. Yeah, you know, summer, come back from summer, who knows what fourth grade would have held. <clears throat> but I have to go back to Baltimore now. Yeah. And as I, I had all that pride and that happiness and that's kind of bittersweet, because I thought she was cute. Yeah. You know, I'm walking back, I'm like, man, what could have been? And I hear, pop, cop, 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 cop. she's running back. Psych! And she opens the door and she runs back into the school. <laughs> now, this is a controversial story because the people I tell it to. Yeah. It is my belief that she was so overwhelmed by her feelings. I'm leaving and, you know... She had to play mantras on herself. We can't be... So she, 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 couldn't keep the, she couldn't keep the energy out into the universe. Yeah. So she had to pull it back because it caused her too much pain. Mm. Now, Sierra tells me that, that was just she just was playing a prank I on think her. so, too. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. Um, I think that I think that in fact she had strong emotional feelings for me and she just couldn't handle it, so she took them back because yeah. it was too painful. Yeah, I think you're delusional. But I do think that uh okay. she was planning a uh, prank on you because you were uh eight, so I was like she's not gonna go with the idea of like, I'm gonna let him know because this is gonna be the last day I see him. You're not 25, 30 years old. That's what uh, that's what an adult does. <laughs> you don't do that as a child. All right. <laughs> Sorry to brush your bubble, man. I'm just. You remember the story? How you want to remember the story? Yeah, I bet. And I'll remember the story. I'll remember the story. <laughs> I'm gonna continue. With my, I'm gonna continue. Thank you. 
Martin Dez, man, you all right. <clears throat> so uh, McCoy, McCoy soon began visiting Moses in Durham, North Carolina, where he had shared a house with a large group of women and children. What? Yeah, this. So this is later on in life. They okay. they reconnected right. after. So, but now she meets back up with him, and now yeah. he's living in North Carolina. He lives in this house. With he's a bachelor. I'm sorry. He's a bachelor. Living a bachelor's life. No, it's the opposite of that. It's oh. a bunch of women and children running around his house. Oh, I thought it was him and a whole bunch of women. Just oh, I'll get to it. Oh, I'll, get, okay. I'll get to the details. Oh, okay, but just know that she comes. She, she comes to visit him, and it's like women and children all throughout yeah, all over throughout his house. Okay, cool. Yes. So, um. Among the children was a four-year-old boy named Jaden Higginbottom, okay. uh, who lived there with his mother, Vania Ray Sisk. McCoy grew M- McCoy grew, fa- grew fond of the boy, even though Moses didn't seem to like him. Mm. A boy, he didn't he didn't like this little boy. Yeah, I don't you know, um, which uh, it, which it gets. I have an explanation for that eventually. McCoy soon learned that Moses now espoused the beliefs of the Black Hebrew Israelites. A fringe religious sect that believes African Americans are the true descendants of the ancient Israelites and the blend, and the blend, and blend Jewish <laughs> Christian religious practices with Black liberation theology. Mm-hmm. Now we knew a, a a guy who got caught up into this. Yeah. And if anybody who's ever been to New York, uh, the Black uh, Hebrew Israelites, and if there's any of them listening to this, no disrespect, but um, they dress like Power Ranger villains and they yell at white people on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually stand on like an apple box and they're like. Bow down and kiss my boots, hmm. cracker. And they have like big necklaces on and all these kind of things, yeah. and capes and things. And we had a friend, a couple friendish. Yeah, um, he popped up on Taco Tuesday. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, made a, he made a brief appearance in, in Taco Tuesday. Uh, and at a point, he was very much into this kind of theology. He yeah, be in the house by five mm-hmm. o'clock. Yeah, um, he couldn't eat certain kind of things. He couldn't cut his hair. Yeah. Um, at least I, that's what he said. Yeah, it but, was it was a. But if right? I would have given him money, he says he would have gotten a haircut. Yeah. So I don't know if that yeah, was. He wasn't the, consistent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was like sometimes he'll be so out sometimes. at seven o'clock, and like, like an excuse. Yeah, but it, it, it's like he's like he was cheating on his diet. Yeah, but it was his religion. It's for his soul. He believes, and he's treating it like you know he's on the Atkins diet. Yeah. He's like, yeah, typically it's supposed to be at five o'clock, but it's five o'clock on the West Coast. So I can be out at eight o'clock since y'all have girls around. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll hang out a little later. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. He had all kind of little loopholes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Which um um traditional Jewish people do too, like Hasidic Jewish people. I've seen a lot of movies. I don't know how true it is, but they'll play it like they find little ways, loopholes around working on the Sabbath because mm-hmm. you know a Jewish people like traditional Jewish people don't work on Saturdays because it's the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But they might find ways of like s- still doing it. Even though they're following the rules, yeah. Like I can't take your money, but my friend Dave can. He's not Jewish, yeah. So I'm not working, you know. So that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing about African American being the real Jewish, it's. It, I used to. I went down a rabbit hole of this on YouTube a few years years back because a lot of the Illuminati guys, mm-hmm. the big guys that were on YouTube, are um uh like like uh black militants. So they have these same kind of beliefs wrapped into the Illuminati stuff. It's mm. pretty crazy, but it's a lot of it's homophobia based and a lot of things like that. It's very toxic, right? Um, is it very toxic how they explain to the audience? It's very toxic. The beliefs in general, and it's like women should be subservient and gay people are um, evil. And But I mean, like they can say that, but it's just how they deliver where you go. I mean, I'm sure there's Believe. a way. I'm sure there's a way to say it, and it comes off clean and like not offensive. I'm I mean, sure. I mean, if you got a good PR it, team. and people believe it. Like, is it? Oh, well, I mean, you know no, what I mean? Listen, like, a, I, 
by the end of this by the end of this story that I'm telling, I will want to have a a talk about homophobia in the black community and just um, a recent study came out that says 18% of black males support Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that even black people don't realize how not monolithic black people are. Like we have all these beliefs of like, man, black people, we all just need to get on the same page. And it's like, that might, that just might not be possible. Yeah. There's some black people who are liberal. There's some black people who are conservative. There's some black people who are homophobic. There are black people, a ton of black people, beautiful black people who are gay and trans and all these kind of things. And, and sometimes there might just not be a way to be like, but our skin's the same. Yeah. So put all that aside. I know some dudes that work at my job who are, horrifically homophobic. Yeah. Don't watch TV shows when gay people pop, pop up on shows. Oh, I was watching Empire. Then they started doing that gay shit, man. I cut that off. Well, like, what they, like, 50s, 60s? Yeah. It's yeah. just, there's just no way, I don't know how to bridge the gap. But be, because all black lives matter. And this is a conversation I'm having with black people. I know there's white people listening, of course. And But I'm, this is, I'm just talking to black people. Black people need to understand that you can't pick and choose, like, oh, only black dudes who are, you know, real men, quote unquote, and take care of their kids and this, that, and the, those are the black lives that matter. Not gay people. Not, I don't. People don't, saying that. Oh yeah, man. Oh shit. There's, you know, there's that. black people holding up black lives matters signs who are homophobic as fuck. Yeah. How does that work? There's black gay people. How can you, you can't pick and choose. If you think black lives matter, this black gay person's life matters just as and, much as yours. And that's what puts a hole in the whole black lives matter thing. But that's and that's internal. Yeah. Though. That's right? the sad part. That's internal. So it, it that has that has nothing to do with societal oppression. Yeah. That has nothing to do with, you know, white uh, people, white people, yeah. racist systems or anything. That's just internal. Yeah. And I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. I don't know if there is a way to fix that. And the problem with that is we can't get over the other hump before we get over that one. We can't like if it's just if we if we can't get over divided. the hump it's just us. Yeah, yeah. How are we going to worry about other, other other white or whatever other race respecting Black Lives Matter? Exactly. If we can't get all same people to respect, you're not even on the same page, right? <laughs> yep. So it's just it's just it's super complicated. Yeah. This story is not complicated at all, but this man's beliefs are very uh, prevalent within uh, black male society. Of you know, women should be subservient; they're lower class, and and they should follow the lead of the man. And I'm talking about dudes. I know dudes that have this kind of belief and don't have a job. Yeah. Outside of coronavirus, like barring coronavirus. Don't have jobs, but are like, man, the woman does what the man says, and that's I run my household and this, that, and the third. It's like you live at her house. <laughs> How does that even work? Yeah. You know? And a lot of homophobia, right? So I'm gonna jump back into the story, but these are the kind of themes that are within this story that I just wanted to um I will wanna continue to just kind of jump in and out of the story to talk about because I think it's something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so like I said, uh, he had a, he had a kid in the house who wasn't his kid, and um, she she learned uh, about his theologies and his beliefs and all that kind of stuff about him being a, a black uh, Hebrew Israelite. Um, she also learned that he was a polygamist. The other women in the house were his quote unquote wives, and excluding Jaden, he was the father to the other eight children living there. Mm. From his house on Pear Tree Lane, Moses managed to closely monitor and control his five wives. The women called one another uh, sisters, studied the Bible together, and shared chores. They would periodically share Moses' bed. The women handed any money they earned over to their leader while Moses sat at home and brooded over his theology. So he sat at so home. He didn't do like, nothing. He didn't do, he did, well, he did. He led. <laughs> In his mind, he's like, I'm a leader. I don't have time to go out and work. Physically, he didn't do nothing. No, physically, he did nothing. 
Okay. Um, but except got, make babies. He and, got five wives. And, yeah, make babies and eat were his okay. main uh, uh, jobs, and to teach the gospel of yeah. whatever his beliefs were. I keep my thoughts to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, keep them to yourself or not. I don't really know. <laughs> if it's toxic, you know, I don't. I don't really yeah, know. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this dude. He the way that he made this arrangement work was he beat into these women's head that women are lesser and they're, they're, they should be subservient and um, women are cursed to serve men. That's just their position in life. And they bought into this, you know, whether the, whatever the tactics were, you know, I, um, if anybody's been watching the Nexium documentary on HBO, there's a lot of tactics that you can, you can use to make people more susceptible to brainwashing, like starving them, uh, making them do physical activities, um, things like that to just kind of, Weaken their brain, yeah. So the, or the, the message. Uh, what gets is in that? Um, what's that word, man? Ah, damn. I'll think about it. I'll come back to it. Is it sleep deprivation? No, it's when okay. um, it's just when like, it usually happens when somebody get kidnapped. Uh huh. And oh, Stockholm syndrome. That is yeah, that yeah, the same yeah. thing? Um, it's a part of it. Okay. You spend enough time with somebody, you'll just, you just eventually let your guard down. Yeah, You're like, yeah, yeah okay, what? Yeah, we're all uh soulless. And we, we you know, the, the afterlife yeah. and uh, white people and Jew, we're the Jewish. Okay. I'm guess that's just from being you mentally being drained. And exactly. Like, yeah. Whatever. You beat somebody down enough, those yeah, yeah. those thoughts will start to seep in and, and they'll stick. Eventually. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. My, my manipulation is a very interesting thing that I um, have been looking into recently, just because Nexium really, the Nexium documentary uses the exact same playbook as Scientology. Mm-hmm. So then you go, oh, so there's like websites where you can look this stuff up. Mm. You can get us. You can get a ten step blueprint. On how to break somebody mentally, and I just didn't know these things. I thought these were like people who are spontaneous and charismatic. These um, cult yeah. leaders just kind of go on the fly; they just kind of figure it out. But no, there's books and and, yeah. and all kind of articles that you can read on like how to break somebody's psyche, yeah, and bend them to your will, which is fascinating. Um, yeah. So in August 2010, McCoy told her sister, Janaya Dubois, that. Moses had smacked her in the mouth with a gun and shot at her three times. What? She said she was scared of him and the other members of his group, but stayed in the relationship regardless. Fear. Big time fear. Yeah. It's like, where do I go? I've, 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 I've dropped everything. I moved out here to Durham and they have me under this weird hold. Yeah. You may kill me. Yeah. Uh, Dubois remembers her sister saying, you don't understand how you don't understand about how it works. They kill people. Wait, they're sisters. That's what her the actual sister, her oh, actual sister oh. in DC. Oh, okay. She would talk to her on the phone. I thought the women they was calling each other. No, sister. their oh, okay. sisters they do call each other sister wives. Oh, okay. But they call sister it, wives. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But she's talking. Her actual sister gotcha. remembers talking to her about what kind of shit she's going through up okay. there. Okay. So they're they're able to talk outside of the household from time to time. Okay. Like whenever she would go back to DC, but that does come to a stop eventually. Okay, I figured that's that would be like a role or something. Yeah, which yeah. I get to. I'll get to eventually. Okay. Uh, that that does come to an end. Um, in early December of that year, McCoy returned to DC with Moses to pick up the last of her things. She hugged her family and promised to call them soon because she was coming back. It would be the last time they ever saw her alive. Mm. Back in Durham, McCoy became increasingly hard to reach. Phone calls and texts from her family went unanswered. Mm. Finally, they stopped altogether. In February, 2011, her family reported her missing. When police went to Pete Moses's house, he told them that she had left weeks earlier and he hadn't heard from her since. Soon after, 
Police in Durham began investigating the disappearance of four-year-old Jaden Higginbottom, who hadn't been seen since the previous October. When police questioned Vanilla Sisk about his whereabouts, she gave differing accounts, saying he wasn't staying with two, saying he was staying with two different women. When they returned for a follow-up interview, uh, the house in Durham was empty. Mm. Sisk was eventually tracked down to Colorado Springs where she was questioned and her children were taken into child protective services. She proclaimed that she didn't have a four-year-old named Jaden Higginbottom when they caught up to her in Colorado Springs. Mm. It was eventually revealed that police were operating on a tip from an informant who had escaped the horror house on Pear Tree Lane. Mm. Somebody got out. Mm -hmm. One of the five wives. Yeah. According to the informant, Moses dragged Jaden to a garage and shot him in the head while a, rec while a recording of the Lord's Prayer in Hebrew blasted in the background. What? He was convinced that four that the four-year-old boy was gay. He killed the child? He killed a four-year-old boy. When Jaden struck another child in the buttocks, Moses took it as proof of the child's homosexuality. Oh, come on. After executing the child, he then stuffed his body in a suitcase, mm. which sat in the attic until it began to develop an odor, mm. whereupon it was removed. Antoinette McCoy had been in Washington, D.C. at the time of the of Jaden's murder. And Jaden was like her guy. Like that was her little kid. You know, she, she found out she couldn't have kids and she had gravitated to Jaden immediately when she got there. Yeah. So I don't know how this would have played out if she'd have been there when they made that decision to do that to Jaden. But I would assume she probably would have been killed that day. Cause I think she would have fought for that. Kid. Yeah. Cause she, which all of who the mother should have fought for the kid. The mother was right there. The, the biological mother of this kid. Mm. But in her mind, she's like, yeah, man, he's gay. That's a sin. He's evil. And you know, um, we are, we are righteous people. We are the black Hebrew Israelites and we don't so th do gay. That was, that was the mother was there. The, the so mother. She was, was like his. I thought one of them was a surrogate or something. Well, no. Well, um, uh, Peter Moses is not this kid's dad. Oh, okay, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Peter right, Moses. This isn't his kid. Okay. Um, the mother, it's the mother is one of his wives. Yeah. But that's not his kid. Mm, okay. So there's eight. There's nine kids in the house. Eight of them are his, and then um, Jaden isn't. Mm. So he and and he thought he was gay. Yeah. So and he had, he's, he's the oldest. I'm guessing, right? Is he the oldest? I don't know that. He's okay. only four. So I don't think they had a bunch. Oh. Of, I don't think they had eight babies. I'm, okay. I'm, I think he might have. He could have been the, one of the younger ones. Yeah. Um, like I said, Antoinetta was in uh, Washington D.C. at the time of Jaden's murder. Uh, according to search warrants, Moses Moses had also ordered the murder of Antoinetta McCoy following an argument. Just before Christmas in 2010. Heartbroken over the death of Jaden and wanting to leave the group, uh, Antoinetta ran to a neighbor's home and asked to call her mother, who lived in Washington, D.C. The neighbor, who didn't call the police, which is, again, this is another situation where it's like, a lot of times black people mind the business that pays them, right? So you yeah. come over there, can I use your phone? Then they all run out of their house and grab her and pull her back into their house. And the people just like, I don't even know like, what hey, the fuck that's is That's their going business, on. man. I yeah. don't know. You that's know. crazy. Yeah. It, it, but it happens every day. This happens every day. And a lot of that is the mind the business that pays them kind of thing. But a lot of this also is these young kids got these older people in fear. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not talking to, I don't want any, I don't want anybody coming back around. Cause when these police cars leave and they saw y'all yeah. at my house, I got to live here. Yep. So I just keep my head down and I don't want any trouble. Can you blame them though? I can't blame him, man. Shit is crazy out here. I, we, I, I shared an article on Facebook. Baltimore is on the top 10 list of most dangerous cities to live in and most beautiful places to live in. Yeah. 
And all that is is that Baltimore is set up like the Hunger Games. Yeah. It's districted off into all these little subdivisions, and some of those districts have money and some of them don't. And the ones that don't are crazy. Yep. But that's why you can be on the list of most beautiful places to live because if you choose the right district or if you have the money to if live in the right district, if you go a block Baltimore over, Baltimore's beautiful. If you go block over, it's a totally different area. Oh, it's insane. I love Baltimore, right? Yeah. I know people that I went to high school with that every day post on Facebook like, I can't wait to get out of here. But their experience in this city has been different than mine. Yeah. I don't, I'm not the richest person in the world, but I know where to go um, as far as to avoid any kind of issues. And I got a little bit of money in my pocket and I know where you can go and have a good time and be safe and all this kind of stuff in Baltimore. And therefore, if you know how to do those things, actually, honestly, even if you don't know how to do those things, if you just have the money part, yeah. You can live in a district that has all the grocery store you need, the yep. gyms you need, all these things. You don't need to go anywhere. The only time you need, you need to go somewhere is when you're getting in a car and then you're driving past yeah, all the, the block. Yeah. You're, you're driving through all the bullshit. Yep. You don't have to walk into any unsafe parts of Baltimore if you don't want to, if you have the money. Because they have all these little districts set up to be completely safe and isolated. right? But if you live in one of those districts and there's a shooting right outside your house, it's like, well, do I want to deal with these kids or do I want to deal with the police? Yeah. Because also, of, it's a lot of redevelopment going on. Uh-huh. So Johns Hopkins is buying up every goddamn thing. Uh-huh. And pushing so them it's, out. So it's pushing. It's it's either it's either the people that's in the city mm-hmm. in those bad areas are coming out to the county. Yep. Or they all being packed into this closer neighborhoods. This, you got kids from neighborhoods that don't like each other. Yep. Now they live right next next to each other. Yep. Now it's just crazy, man. Yeah. So then that heightens the violence. Yep. And that also dictates where you. I, I saw that coming a long time ago. Not yeah. to get off track and be talking about, you know, development and, and property and everything like that. But if you live in a city, you understand what we're talking about, right? And I I come from, uh, I, we grew up in uh, Essex. Yep. And Essex is like right outside the city. Mm-hmm. And there's some nice neighborhoods in Essex, but I knew I didn't want to buy a house in Essex because I knew they were pushing people out of the city. Yeah. And that's the first place they're going to get to. Yep. Now, a lot of them go further out to a Randallstown and fur, fur, further out. But a lot of people are just jumping right to the next affordable step. Yeah. It's like, it's not that, it's cheap housing in Essex, uh, uh, row houses and all this kind of stuff. We'll move right from there to there. Yep. Now, if you buy a house there for $300,000 and then all of a sudden you your neighborhood, you look around as a bad neighborhood, you know, because they're pushing out all the poverty yeah. into, these, into the next possible neighborhood. Yeah. You know, you got to think about that kind of stuff when you're buying a house, man. Yeah. You can see it too. You can absolutely see yeah. it, man. And it's sad because instead of helping people, they're just like, move, get them, move, move out of here. Yeah. You know, we'll get some people in here with, with money. And they have all kinds of programs where it's like, if you're a doctor, you can, we'll buy your house. Yeah, get you some type live, of incentive. Li- yeah. Live into this this neighborhood we just bought up. Yep. They got all kinds of systems like that to, you know, it's, 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 it's a It's kind of like it's flip flopping for what it was, you know, 70 years ago, or whatever, to when it was just all white people yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. And then, when black people started getting, that's when the ego was moving out. Yeah, but it's no, like it's, it's, it's white. Repeating. It's white drive in. Yeah, it's not white. It's not white flight. It's white drive in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, these beautiful brownstones. Yep. I mean, I had if I could get a development contract, I could make this beautiful. Yep. I'll take this. Goodbye. Yep. And taking people out. Boom, 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 and send them somewhere else. Yeah. But my my main point is just um, the whole white, uh, black people minding the business comes from, um, in part. I don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of talking to the police yeah. because I have to stay in this neighborhood. Yeah. Right. What so, about coming after you, threatening your family and stuff? Yeah. So they pulled that girl out of that house when she was trying to call her family. Mm. And then it was like, oh man, well, I hope they get that figured out. I'm going to go back to watching TV. That's crazy. Probably called a family member and said like, girl, you believe that? 
Yeah. Pulled her out of it, but you know, they did not call the police. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so like I said, they took her from the neighbor's house and dragged her back into their house. Um, um, uh, Peter Moses then beat her throughout the rest of the day mm. with the women joining in on at least one occasion. What? Like yeah. helping him? Mm-hmm. You know, help kicking her and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, they then attempted to strangle Antoinetta with an extension cord. She begged for her life, but Miss si- Miss Sisks, Miss Sisk, who was um, Jaden's mother, got the gun Moses had used to kill her own son. And playing the same religious music, because they would use this music. They had these big speakers. They would play the music to drown out the gunshots. But it would be playing like... What does it sound like? Do you it was like, like, I don't know, the Lord's Prayer oh, in, okay. in Hebrew. I don't mm. know what that sounds like, but it's like a religious religious music. Um, and they would use that to drown out the gunshots. So she, mm. went and, and she went and grabbed the same gun, turned on the same music, and shot uh, Antoinetta multiple times. And uh, um, I'm sorry, several times. And killed her. So them other one was already they were brainwashed and they was just they oh, working for yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were fully in. Damn. Whether they were just as scared as Antoinetta or whatever, I, I can't speak to that. But it, it gets to a certain point where you got to wake up. Yeah. And when your kid is on the floor with a gun to his head, you should have woke up. She didn't. When you have a gun in your hand and you're about to shoot somebody, yeah, you got, she's long gone. Yeah, so like these are points where I can't, I can't just say, um, oh man, well she's a victim too. No. You know, you there's a line you cross. Yeah. Where my sympathy goes out the window. You know, a lot of these Nexium people and uh, Scientology people, they're all just, you know, caught up in a brainwashing system. But if you get to a point where you're doxing people or, or you know, going around and, and spreading lies about people or, God forbid, you're hurting a person, I can't keep calling you a victim. You cross the line into, like, now you're a, you're the, you're a villain, too. Yeah. And it might be through sad circumstances. You were brainwashed and whatever, but you killed somebody. So the whole he hits you and you're a victim and he starved you and it, it's hard. It's hard for me to have sympathy after that. Once you let your son be killed and kill a person. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, they ended up killing her. The group then threw a party a few days later where Moses showed the woman's body to his mother, his sister, Sheila Moses, and his brother, Leonard Moses. I don't really know so, what kind of party that is. Uh, oh, he invited them to. They had a party, like a, a cookout, basically, at the house. And, and he came from like, D.C.? When, no, no, not her. Oh, not her family. His oh, family. Oh, his, fa- oh, his family. Oh, shit. His mother, his oh, sister, I'm about his to say, brother. That's no, crazy. That's even. That's dark. Yeah. It's still dark. But, like, he called her. I, he called his family over and was like, yeah, man, you know, she didn't want to listen to the doctrine and um, the rules. So, you know, had to take care of her. And they were like, oh, okay, and cool. They just went with- Where's the wings? Wow. And then nobody called the police. Nobody wow. did anything. They just... And again, we have these discussions all the time where it's like, what kind of, who's these people's friends? Yeah. Like, I have to imagine. This family, Ted, though. Even crazy. <laughs> but I just always think about that. Like, Ted Bundy had friends, right? Yeah. And nobody ever, who, I want to know the, the stories of the people that are like, I don't think he, he, had he told me. Uh, maybe Ted Bundy's a weird example because he, he was a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. But there's other people who might not be, have the same sociopathic tendencies that might feel more comfortable telling a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I killed a person. And who is that friend to go, yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, or trying like, to run a game two yeah. K, like yeah, like it, oh man, that's wild. But um, you trying to hop on these sticks? I yeah. got twenty dollars on the Mavericks. You know, I bet you I could beat you. It's just wild yeah. that you just move on from that and don't bring it up or call the police or something to see a dead body in your son, your brother at a party. Go, yeah, you know, and you want to go eat some some ribs now. <laughs> Shit is crazy. Yeah. Man. 
Um, in July, in June 2011, the owner of a rental property in Durham called plumbers because of a foul odor in his backyard, which he thought was a was a blocked sewage pipe. Until that February, the home's tenant had been Moses's mother, Shielda Harris. Where's the little boy? I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, while trying to find the source of the smell, they discovered a black bag buried in the backyard. So he buried the bag of what I'm about to describe. In his mother's backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they found a black bag buried in the ground and they called 911. It was the, rem- the remains of 28-year-old Antoinette McCoy. Mm. The following day, the police found the remains of Jaden Higginbottom. So they buried both of them at his mother's house. Mm. Accessory. Yeah, She's an accessory after the fact immediately. And it's like, not only did you see the body at a party, you then were like, you know how you take leftovers when you leave the house? Yeah. All right, here's an aluminum foil plate. Just take some wings with you, some potato salad. She took the body to her house. Oh, she took it. He didn't well, drop I'm it assuming off. they all took oh, it. Okay. I just mean she, she didn't just see it. Yeah, she she yeah. left with it. She helped hide it. Yeah. Which is, that's nuts, man. I thought he like did it at, like, at night. Like secretly? Yeah. No, she, you know, you're not doing nothing at your mom's house with permission. Uh, following the discovery of McCoy and Higginbottom, uh, Several people were charged in connection to their murders. They included Peter Moses, as well as three of his wives, Vania Sisk, Levada Quinzetta Harris, and LaRonda Renee Smith. Also arrested were Moses' mother, Shielda Harris, his sister, Sheila, Har- uh, Sheila Moses, and his brother, Leonard Moses. The charges against Harris and Sheila Moses were later dropped. So the charges against his mother mm-hmm. and his sister were later dropped. Now, I don't I don't see how she couldn't have gotten some kind of accessory or aiding in a bed yeah. or something because they buried the body at her house. But if you got a good enough lawyer and you shut the fuck up, you, you could probably beat that charge. I didn't know. Or maybe he took all the hit. Maybe he was like... Or that. Yeah, she yeah. didn't know. It's probably, yeah, it's his mom. So I hope, you know, I mean, I hope that... He's... Throughout this story, he has... Not show me an ounce of decency. Yeah. Hopefully he had a little bit of it for his mom, and maybe that's how she was able to eventually the charges were dropped. Prosecutors plan to seek the death penalty against Peter Moses. In the lead up to his trial in 2012, rather than take his chances in a case with witnesses, incriminating fingerprints, and the murder weapon, Peter Moses pleaded guilty to two counts of first degree murder in June 2012. He was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences which the, the father of Jaden had a, he was very upset with, and all of the family. They wanted the death penalty, obviously. Yeah. They don't think they should have even offered him a plea because they had him dead to rights, basically. They had all the evidence they needed. A plea deal just wasn't necessary. Mm. They had witnesses, evidence, this, that, and the third. But a lot of times these prosecutors are like, I want the guarantee. Yeah. And the guarantee is him admitting to yeah. it. Yeah. So, because there's always a chance you go to trial, you can beat it. There's always a chance. Now, um, you ever seen that movie Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler? No. They tackled that in that, right? So Gerard Butler was he would he says um Jamie Foxx plays the prosecutor mm. and um Gerard Butler's family gets killed in this crazy attack. And Gerard Butler Oh, this movie came out recently, right? No, not at all. Oh, um, what movie I'm thinking about? I have no idea. Uh, Fran, I have no idea what movies you're ever thinking about. Um <laughs> No, 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 wait, because we gotta tackle this real quick. Was that like Will Smith? What movie came out where like the guy was like a, a lawyer or something? What movie was that? A lawyer. It was and recently, what? and and he does what? It was like it had something to do with it was based on a uh, based a real on reality story, sto- based yeah. on a real story. Concussion. No, I seen that. 
sorry, man. My bad. Which one is it then? My bad. Sorry. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought that came out recently. All right. No, Law Abiding Citizen <laughs> came out in like 2010 or something. But the that's but, long ago. A decade? <laughs> <laughs> you just saw Due Date, so I don't know what you think is recent. Or... Due Date, what movie was that? Oh my God. You told me that you saw this movie. Due Date, Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. and the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my point is, my point is, he, uh, Robert Den, I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> Jamie Foxx plays the prosecutor and Gerard Butler's family gets killed. And instead of going forward with, um, the, uh, with the, um, trial, mm-hmm. he accepts a plea from the guy mm-hmm. and Gerard Butler is like, why, what are you doing? And the guy ends up getting like seven years or something. Cause they could only prove that he did this, that, and the third and not murdered her and this, that he wanted them, but the, the they were, they were charged with like murder. Yeah. And Gerard Butler was like. I wanted you to at least fight. I, if you would have fought and we lost, I would have respected you that we tried. Yeah. But you just took a, a plea and then got out and then the shit gets crazy. Gerard Butler goes nuts. He turns out to beat up some kind of spy mm. and he kills everybody that was involved in anything. Damn. The people, the prosecutors, the judge, the people that killed his family, the the court bailiff. He killed everybody. It was it got out of it got out of hand. He yeah. went he went biblical. It was nuts. But the point that I'm making is th- this guy. <laughs> Uh, Jaden's dad obviously isn't Gerard Butler in this movie, but he was very angry. He's like, "Go, no, go take it to trial." Yeah, I want this. We don't want this dude to be alive anymore. We went into the death penalty, and they took a plea. Now he still gets two life sentences, so you know he's behind bars for the rest of his life. But yeah. that's not what the family wanted to see. A month earlier, from when um, Peter was convicted of two life sentences, uh, Vanilla Ray Sisk was sentenced to over thirty years in prison after pleading guilty to second degree murder. First degree kidnapping and cons- conspiracy to commit murder in the first de- uh, in the death of Antonetta McCoy, mm. and to being an accessory after the fact in the murder of her own son Jaden Higginbottom. Yeah, uh, at roughly the same time, Lavonda Harris pleaded guilty to two counts of accessory to murder after the fact and was given two consecutive sentences of seventy three and ninety seven months, mm. while Leonard Moses was sentenced to fifty eight to seventy nine months in prison after pleading guilty to murder and accessory to murder after the fact. Uh, he has since been released from prison. For her part in the murders, LaRonda Smith was sentenced to 23 to 29 years in prison after pleading guilty the previous February. So all of his wives went to prison. His brother went to prison for um, being there when they killed um, uh, uh, Antoinetta. And Peter McCoy was sentenced to two life sentences. Yeah, And all the kids don't have parents now. Yeah, they they were there in the system, mm. but this was um, uh, this was 2010, so they're basically adults. How functioning those adults are, I don't know if they're all this much tragedy. I hope that they, the odds of them getting the help they needed, probably pretty slim based on them being in the system. But um, you know, therapy and all these kind of things are available, and I hope that they're seeking those kind of things because that kind of stuff can eat at you, especially being in a cult and. Your mother killing one of your brothers and yeah. all that kind of shit. It's really fucking insane situation and really sad. And I really feel bad for Antoinetta because she just really thought she had found a guy who was as religious as her and had her beliefs and this, that, and the third. And then she ends up in this crazy whirlwind of chaos and it cost her her life. And, you know, shame on everybody involved. Uh, I don't know how his mom just got to get off scot free and. Sister, I don't really know, but the mom, the bar- the body was buried at her house, and the wives, they were all involved, and they all were sentenced something. 
but yeah, that was the story of Antoinette McCoy and uh, Peter Lee Moses and the sad death of Jaden Higginbottom, little four-year-old boy. And uh, yeah, just a sad story all around. Yeah, recipes to Jaden and Antonetta. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, everybody, everybody shouldn't have kids, man. Yeah. It's just, everybody shouldn't have kids. That's all I really got to say on that. Um, it's a big responsibility. It's a responsibility I think about a lot. You mean just having kids, or or just being preventing your child your your child your child from being killed, having kids, t- attempting to to the to the to the lightest degree. Yeah, of yeah. just having kids and understanding that that's a responsibility as somebody who doesn't have kids and is at an age where people start to go like, "You don't have kids," yeah, you know. Um, I think about that a lot. Of like, I don't just because I'm this age doesn't mean I'm ready for a kid and. Am I ready for a kid? And it's a lot of responsibility. And am I ready for that responsibility? Am I ready to be, give up being selfish? And, you know, just a lot of things that I think people, a lot of people don't think about when they have kids. And then they think about them after the kids are there. And then a lot of resentment comes and all that kind of stuff because you feel like the kid took something from you or isn't allowing you to do something. And if you aren't able to give that up before a kid is even in the picture or when when you see the kid even, at the very least, when you see the kid, you go, all right, shit's different. Now. Yeah. I would assume that was a feeling you had of like, okay, shit is, shit is different now. It's, yeah. it's not like, a, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to go to the movies when I want to go to the movies. No, none no. of that stuff, if any of that stuff is even a thought, you you might not be ready to have kids. Man. Yeah. It's just, you know, everybody everybody isn't ready, and some people might never be ready. Yeah. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't get a chance, to, especially if it just happens, you don't really get a chance to go like, Am I ready? Am for I ready this? for this? Yeah. If it just pop up, then hey man, you gotta fucking toughen up, and then yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's not as bad as people think. And I have two, so I got. I, <laughs> I get it. I love every bit of it, so and I'm why. and and I and I and I can see that you do, and I know yeah. that you do, and I we have a lot of friends that um I see that they do, yeah, and I see a difference in them and all that kind of stuff. Luckily, I haven't had any kind of experience with personal friends where I go. Oh, you're like a shitty dad. Yeah, <laughs> you're like a dead. You're like a deadbeat dad. I got. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know anybody like that personally. Yeah, I'm not, you're not taking yeah, care of your you kids. You can't be around. Like, me. You can't be a friend of mine. I mean, yeah, we, we go. That leads to a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, because yeah, we're going yeah. out eating food. I see you spending too much money. I'm like, I see your baby's mother on the internet complaining about yeah, not yeah. having a lot, and we're at the I Buffalo Wild Wings, no. and you're getting a lot of extra <laughs> stuff, you know. So then it, you know, it just it just leads to a lack of respect. Yeah. You know? like, um, so if I can't, it, 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 like you said, at least a bunch of stuff is like, I could probably fight, man, I've been my, he's been my friend since I was 12. Yeah. But I don't respect him anymore. And if I don't respect you, that leads to a whole bunch of different stuff. Where I just start, I might start talking to you kind of flagrantly yeah. and all this kind of but stuff. But that's, that's, but for a child, for you to be like, oh, you don't take care of your kids. I can't, I can't trust you for anything else. At all. <laughs> like so you you, you want you you, to go in a, a business with me? Like, no. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> you have a track record of not taking care of your responsibilities. I would ever you have that. another human being that you don't even take care of. Just out here, yeah, just no. just trying to figure no, it no. out. Sorry, dog. <laughs> I'm at the end this yeah, right So here, it man. just yeah, it, you could try. I'm sure there's people out there trying to come, you know. I get um, it, but no. keep relationships with yeah. their friends, even though they're out here doing dirt like that, and it's gonna lead to something else. Yeah. Where in a moment you go again, like I said, I'd probably be out here just t- if I had a friend that wasn't taking care of his kids and his responsibilities, it would be moments where I just talked to them wild flagrantly yeah. where. They might it'll, stop being my friend. And it'll come out. Yeah. Like, you don't even do that. And, and that's when you get upset. This. Like, see, I don't even. But, man, you lost that bet. I want my $25. $25? Don't come to me about $25. You don't even take care of your kids. It'll come up every, <laughs> every, every time I, 
Or I, don't let me win the bet. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. I'll get you to 25 uh, on Friday. Okay, so you're out here making bets that you can't pay, and you don't take care of your kids. Okay, cool. I'll get you. You know what, man? Don't worry about it. Keep the $25. Lose my number. You know, it's yeah. like, then you know, just keep it. Yeah. And go buy your child some pants. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, here. You know what? Take the $25. Consider it a gift from me. Don't pay me back. And go do something for your kid that you don't take care of. All right? Bet. Later. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh. Yeah. And it'll be coming out of me a lot in those yeah. kind of situations. Yeah, man. So, I don't keep anybody in my. That's not a healthy. That's not a healthy friendship. No, right there, people that you don't respect <laughs> and you look down on. So you can't keep people like that in your circle, nah, man. Because it's a reflection of you who you keep around you. You can't do nothing about family if you got family that don't take care of the kids. I, blood is blood, but nah, people you choose to be in your life. Nah, I ain't, we got to get out of here, man. <laughs> anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back, guys. Uh, my favorite murder this week is about Teresa Lewis. Um, this is a white woman. Okay. Um, white. Yeah, many of these. I'll get this story. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Okay. Hopefully, Alvin doesn't ruin my story mid story like he usually does. But let's go. Ooh, sick burn. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Come on, hurry up. Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. I'm sorry. Come on, gotta be quick, man. You need to. Uh, I'm sorry. Get man. together, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those you, your hands should be on that all episode. I didn't expect you to come with such a zinger, man. Get me ready. Get me ready. So Teresa Wilson grew up in poverty in Danville, Virginia, where her parents both worked in a tax mill, textile mill. Ter- Teresa sang in a church during her youth. At 16, she dropped out of school and married a man she met at the church. Mm. The couple had one daughter, Christy, Christine Lynn Bean, but the marriage soon ended in divorce, after which Teresa turned to alcohol and painkillers. Mm. Her mother-in-law, Mary Bean, described Teresa as not right. After migrating between dozens of low-paying jobs, Teresa Wilson Bean eventually found work in the spring of 2000 in the Dan River Textile Mill, where her supervisor was Julian Clifton Lewis Jr. He was, he was a recent widower with three children, Jason, Charles, and Kathy. Teresa, Teresa and her 16-year-old daughter, Christy, moved into Julian's home in June 2000. And uh, and the two married soon after. In December of 2001, Julian's oldest son, Jason, um, was killed in a car accident, leaving his father a $200,000 from a life insurance policy. Which is, that's, you don't see, you don't see that, um, at least I don't hear it that often when I do stories like that where the, the child the child dies and, get, and, and the parent gets yeah, money. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we haven't done these stories where it was like the parent does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we I've never come across a story like that. That that would be fucked up. I'm sure it either happens. one is fucked up. But for you to kill your child, like oh, I need insurance money. You kill your child. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. So Julian used the money to buy a manu- a, a manufactured home on five acres of land in um Pennsylvania County in Virginia. In August 2002. Julian's younger son, Charles, obtained a $250,000 insurance policy in, in preparation for his impending um, deployment, to, uh, deployment to Iraq as part of the United States Army Reserves. Mm. Charles designated his father, his father as the primary and Teresa Lewis as the secondary beneficiaries. So he just, that's what, how much is that? $450,000. yep. And that's like within a year. Yeah. Well, the son, that's not guaranteed. You know, he's going off to go fight in the war. Oh, it's not? You don't just get that? Just the... Uh... Well, I mean, it, he, the dad doesn't he get... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
Um, in fall 2002, Teresa Lewis met 21-year-old Matthew Jesse Schillenberger and 19-year-old Rodney Lamont Fuller at a Walmart in Danville and began a sexual relationship with both of them. Shit goes down at Wally World, man. You don't know what kind of uh, backroom shady deals. Wally are World, that's what you call it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's all kind of I don't go there, so Oh me either, but I'm just saying the kind of the all kind of um uh um deals and hitman contracts and back page meetups and all that kind of stuff, it all goes down to Wally Really? World. In the parking lot, in the store. Oh yeah, man. Mm. Wally World Why cause it's just a lot of people? Or? It's just a lot of people. It's known for being insidious and just having really just the worst kinds of people kind of come through the doors of there a lot of times. I get so that. People don't kind of bat an eye when you see you know, when you, I haven't been to Walmart in a while, but when you go to Walmart, if you see some crazy looking people there, you just kind of go like, well, I'm it's at Walmart. Walmart. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so they're able to just be like, okay, listen, uh, uh, this I'm, I'm, I'm desert flower. It'll, it'll be 40 roses for hand stuff and for yeah. mouth stuff. It'll be an extra hundred roses. And then they go out in the parking lot and get in the car and, you know, saw all kind of sex trades and hit men contracts and other things that you can find on uh Craigslist. Yeah. You know, in the dark pages of Craigslist. They go down that's Walmart. crazy because I have like I haven't been to Walmart in a while either. Mm-hmm. But dude, when I do go, you see some outrageous shit in there. You go, well, I am at Walmart. Yeah, you but just, it's like, you just, you what just the fuck? Am I at a am I at a department store or what? If is this a circus? Yeah. Oh, it both. <laughs> the answer is yes. I had a friend tell me a dude was like a dude walked up to him and our you know our friend he has very steady tattoos. The guy saw him and was like, man, I see you have a lot of tattoos. Um, I'm a tattoo artist. Yeah. Here's what I want. I'm offering you as a proposal in the aisle of a, you know, of a Walmart. That's He's crazy. in front of the juices. Hey, okay. So listen, you give me $200. I buy a tattoo gun. I give you all the tattoos you want. What? Free. This is a person he's never met before. Who gets approached that way? What? Buy no, my man. tattoo no, gun and I'll give you tattoo guns for free. That's the Walmart slogan. No, I'm good, man. Just I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to engage in that conversation. You know That's where it. that never Thank happens you. to me, Trader Joe's. <laughs> never happened to me at Trader Joe's. That is wild. Yeah, that Walmart. No, nah, because the first thing I, I I'm pissed about when I go in there is the damn lines. Don't even get me started with that. Uh, so in October, why, t- <laughs> why are there forty you cash have- registers in here? There's there's six thousand cash registers in here, and there's two people working. Why? I don't get it, man. It's Black Friday. Every time. Every time. You, what, y'all have everybody stocking something? You got all these lines, two, two lines open, lines all along, don't have no self-checkout. Well, if you notice all the viral videos of people uh, quitting their jobs or cussing people out or getting fights in the back of the stock room, they all are at Wally World. So they're all doing stuff in the back, Wally fighting World. and all kind of stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're all busy all the time. Uh, so, yeah. Um. Again, so she met... Um, 21-year-old Matthew Mm -hmm. and 19-year-old Rodney in a Walmart. Yep. So on October, no, October 2002, Charles came home on a visit from from the Army, um, Army training in Maryland. On October 23rd, Schillenberger and Lamont were giving $1,200 by Lewis to purchase firearms and ammunition to kill Julian Lewis and his son Charles for the insurance money. $1,200. $1,200 she gave these two guys she met that she was having this sexual intercourse with, with these two guys, gave them money to say, hey, kill my husband and kill his son so we can get the insurance money. There's too many people out here talking recklessly these days. 
for me to get information like that where people just talk real bold and like they're tough and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I could get you hit for $1,200. Yeah. I, I have $1,200. Yeah. Now I wouldn't get involved in anything like that, but it just is crazy. I'm sure it varies from place to place, but to know that that's how much it costs to kill somebody in some places yeah. is scary. That's scary. It will make, it should make you think about how you talk to people. Yeah. And what you, if you owe people money and all gambling, doing like, you know, uh, uh, bet track track betting and horse racing in your little towns and yeah. all that shit, you can get hit for twelve hundred dollars in some places. That's scary. Yeah. So she gave him twelve hundred bones, for... and that's the split. That's the split. Well, you got to buy guns first. Oh man. <laughs> no, the split was coming when you get, when we get the insurance money. The twelve hundred dollars was to oh, buy the guns. Oh, okay. So they're yeah, gonna yeah. get more if they got yeah if, if this, they succeed. If this plan went through. Yes, they they'll get more. But the twelve hundred dollars was like, hey. Okay, this is for per diem and getting, and getting yeah. uh, utensils and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you got to get the okay. the, right. the, uh, the guns and the weapons. Right. Maybe whatever's left, you can split, go get something to eat or yeah, something. Yeah. Lunch or get something. Chicken sandwich or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, she gave him $12 to buy uh, the guns and ammunition and to kill Julian Lewis and Charles for the insurance money. The mm. first attempt to kill Julian was... No, the first attempt to kill Julian while on the road did not succeed. <clears throat> so I guess that was attempt one. They tried to kill yeah. Julian. A week later on, the night of October 30th, Schillenberger and Fuller entered the Lewis trailer through a back door that Teresa had left open. While she waited, this is in the trailer, so it's not, this is not a house. Yeah. Um, so while she, while she waited in the kitchen, Schillenberger shot the sleeping Julian several times, mm. while Fuller shot Charles in his bedroom with a shotgun. Oh, shot the husband too? Yeah, killed both of them. I thought they might have been in on it in some kind of, the husband and the wife. And the, uh, she, wanted, she wanted all of it. She wanted she wanted that money. So she was like, hey, I, we can't just, I'm not going to get it because oh, she's second in beneficiary. Got it, got it, got it, <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Um, so after discovering Charles was not dead, Fuller shot him twice more. Damn. Teresa waited 45 minutes before calling for help. To make sure that they don't. Yep. And while waiting for the police to arrive, she removed the money from her dying husband's wallet. Damn. The petty cash, just the, the couple 20 that's scraggling in his wallet? Yep. Damn. Um, That's cold. So guess so. Obviously, we heard the stories like this many times. She did it ain't, the set. The plan didn't work. Sure, the plan to kill him did work. Unfortunately, uh-huh. but the money that she took out of the wallet, how much do you think it was, and how much it was split between the two? The money that she took out of his wallet, yeah, and then she paid to uh, Jadavion and whatever this guy's name is, yeah, um, twelve twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars? No, not in a wallet. No. I'm sorry, one hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred fifty dollars. So she divided three hundred bucks. Okay. With Schillenberger and Fuller before they left, which is like, so that's, what is? And we'll hit you back. So you're saying <laughs> that's end of deal? I don't. I maybe that's she the had upfront, to tell maybe them when it, I get the money. That's not even the upfront cost because they already didn't killed the they already killed the two the right. two people. But it was just like, hey, here's a little extra. This something is something until for, the, until the twenty grand. I have to imagine it's like. When I get paid, obviously I'll give you each ten, get to, ten yeah, thousand. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this anyway. But if yeah, if because you're talking about a gun, let's say you know a gun, a, a, like a street gun salesman, you could get two guns for less than two hundred dollars, yeah, right? Yeah. So you get two hundred dollars, you down to, or you go all out, you get two guns for four hundred dollars. You get yep. two guns, two hundred dollars a piece. Yep. So now you got eight hundred dollars left. Gas, driving around, you buy ammunition, got to buy ski masks, yeah. all this kind of stuff. You probably, you probably keep. $400 left for that for yourself. 
bust yeah. that down to to a piece. And then at the end of that, you each get an extra one fifty. Yeah. So you killed a person for three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I have to imagine there was like a thing of on the back end. Had, I, had when I get paid, you yeah, had I, to be three hundred and fifty dollars. These were, I don't know who you. These were very uh, destitute drug addicts. They had to. There had to be like a no. I'm going to give you one hundred fifty thousand dollars to split. Yeah. There had to. Be, there had to be a fat kind of promise. Yeah. Three hundred fifty dollars is crazy. Yeah, three hundred fifty dollars. They split whatever, but it was like she met these dudes at a Walmart. Now my only guess could be now three hundred fifty dollars go a long way to Walmart. Okay, yeah, but does it really? Three fifty? Nah. When I first, when me and Steph first moved in our apartment, mm-hmm. we went to get food at Walmart, like yeah. shop. But then they got other stuff, and it was like, oh, this ain't gonna happen. It, it was, was expensive. It was expensive. It was what? like, oh, it was crazy. It was. I was like, oh yeah, this ain't gonna happen. We can't do this again. I thought it was very cheap at Walmart. No, that's shocking. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so she met these dudes at Walmart. Yep. Don't know these dudes. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, my guess would be she was putting it on them because they was having this orgy gangbang, whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Call it. Kind of polyamorous type of thing. Yeah, and they you, was just you like, "You go, I suck you. He sucks me while I suck you. Yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of suck train. <laughs> and these are young. These are young kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, you know, we can do this. Yeah, get some money. That's that's my only. That's your, that's your assumption. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, because she's she's not a good looking. Not a good looking person. Sure. But you know, who am I to judge? But I was I mean, just saying that. I, I wanted to know what the incentive was. I guess it was the money. I'm that had to be just it. 350 and some sex. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I'm gonna pass regardless. Right. But I also haven't seen the woman. But 350 and some sex to kill a to kill people? No, to kill for, two people. To kill two people. It's crazy. It's you already gotta go about and buy illegal guns, which is already a risk. Yeah. This whole thing is just a big oh, mess. You got to see his mugshot. He's like, you guys, his face is his face is saying like, well, I got caught. Yeah. I'm not going to. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. his face. I'll show you his face. This being the back, <laughs> and all this being, you know, with the backdrop of it being a Walmart, it just, this is, this is what I expect to happen at Walmart. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a Reddit, just like some type of Walmart thread, like a whole bunch oh, of shit yeah. going on. I don't know about that. You one. know rapper baby. Yeah. He killed a dude at a Walmart. Oh, yeah, he did get shot at or something. This is the kind of stuff that just Walmart is set up to be the backdrop. There was a dude that I went to school with that shot up a wa- like shot up a Walmart. Like, he was going after somebody. Okay, it like, just shot flagrantly all throughout the Walmart. Yeah. And, like, he was, I think he ended up being killed outside of Walmart by the police, I believe. Sure. Yeah. But you know something? That doesn't surprise me. Because that's the kind of stuff that happens at a Walmart. That's wild, man. I stay away from Walmart. Um. So yeah. So she divided three hundred dollars between Schellenberger and Fuller. However, sheriff sheriff deputies arrived prior to Julian dying and heard him saying, "Quote: My wife knows who did this to me." That's a very clear sentence. That's quote. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. He's like his last. You're going to jail. He was like, I'm holding you, on until somebody evil get evil bitch. Yeah. My wife. What's her name again? Uh, Teresa. My wife Teresa knows exactly who did this to me. Guys. Yeah, that's he's like I'm. You're going down. You, I'm so, you got on. me, but I'm gonna fucking get you. <laughs> I'm holding on to them till they get here. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> so while she had claimed, uh, she, while she had claimed the two had been killed by unidentified assailants in a home invasion, did they like beat her up or shoot her in her leg or something? No, it was just, just I'm over the door. Fine. I'm gonna wait in the kitchen till y'all do your little thing, and then wait. I'm gonna call y'all. We go. I'm gonna get the money, divide this three hundred dollars up, 
And then I'm gonna call the police. Officers, oh my, it's crazy. They ran in right past me. Yeah. And then killed my husband and my son-in-law or my stepson and ran out right past me again. It's crazy. It's like I guess <laughs> they like can see me. A 500, 700 yes. foot square foot, square foot fucking trailer. It's like the kitchen, the 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 front door is in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You're in the kitchen. I guess the, I don't know. They couldn't see him. It's dark. Yep. Uh, so they had so, at least shoot you in the leg or something. You got to take something. You already went this far. Yeah. You got to. You just look clean and they yeah. just committed a double massacre in the house. You got off scot free. Yeah. So shortly after, Teresa Lewis was caught attempting to withdraw 50000 from her dead husband's account with a forged check. Within a week, she confessed to law enforcement officers that she had offered money to have her, cousin, her husband killed. So, so it was fifty thousand. That's what that was for them, or yeah. some of it was yeah, for yeah. them. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I bet they probably was on her ass. Like, oh, you need to. Uh, we'll kill speed you. This up. Yeah, you need to speed this. That's up. what happens. But see, that's what happens when you deal in that world, because you get what you want. It's like, oh, cool. Uh, and they people got just two killers. Around? Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, yeah, we did kill two people, and now you owe us money. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you see, I gotta wait for the uh, insurance people to do their investigation. Nah, man, we need to get out of town. We killed two people. You owe us money. Yeah. What if that's why she confessed? So she can hide? Might be safer, man. <laughs> Shit, it might be safer than fucking dealing with those two dudes, those two Walmart maniacs. Yeah, yeah so Dave Pipe was on her ass about that 50 grand. Like, oh. Yeah, no, I need this now. Grand. We need yeah, this yeah. now. So she forged a check. Yeah. Um. Right after this whole thing happened. And um, she was the, the next benefactor, right? The money was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to been on her ass. They had to be. Yeah. All she had to do was wait. The money was coming to her legally. Now, if they, obviously, if they suspected that she was, you know, guilty of the crime, then the money wouldn't have come. But, but that part didn't come up yet. That's what I mean. So <laughs> by all, you know, all things that I have in front of me, it's like, well, if you just wait this out, you're the next in line, the benefactor of the money from the stepson being killed. Yeah. But they, they probably couldn't wait. They're like, no, nah, we need that fucking money now. Yeah. So within a week, yeah, so within a week, she confessed to law enforcement and she offered two men to kill her husband. During the investigation, prosecutors found that Lewis had been trying to gather the assets of her late husband and stepson even before they had been buried. Mm, yep. During the murder trial, the judge deemed Lewis the mastermind of the crime and called her the head of the serpent. Mm. The head of this serpent. Mm -hmm. Barbara G. Haskins, a court-appointed um, board-certified forensic psychiatrist, stated that cognitive testing showed a full-scale IQ of 72, mm. a verbal IQ of 70, and a performance IQ of 79. In... Teresa? Yeah. Yeah, that's very low. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Haskins also stated that Teresa Lewis was was and is able to make a plea agreement and, and enter pleas. Lewis, Lewis's lawyer stated that she she's not mentally retarded, but she is very, 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 she is very, very close to it. In addition to a low IQ, Lewis said by her lawyer to have um, an addiction to pain pills mm. and she is diagnosed with dependent personality disorder by three different forensic psychology experts. So the defense attorney thought the evidence against Lewis was overwhelming and advised her to plead guilty to the capital charges in order to avoid a jury and hoped that judges would show a link to show some leniency since Lewis had been cooperating with investigators. However, she was sentenced to death. Mm, damn. Since, yeah. Since under, <laughs> since under Virginia, under Virginia law, multiple murders within a three year period are subject to the death penalty. Two co-conspirators, I mean, what? Conspirators? Yeah, two co-conspirators who actually did the shooting, Schillenberger and Fuller, 
was sentenced to life imprisonment at separate trials. Damn. Yeah, so they got life. But wait, so she's been on death three row. people? What do you mean? She only two people died, right? That's what's that. You said the Virginia law said something about the Virginia three people the, since the under multiple murders within a multiple. three year period. Oh, okay, multiple. Okay, yeah, 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 and within yeah. a three year. Okay, yeah, yeah. got it. Wow. So she got off worse than the guys that actually pulled the trigger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. So Lewis was granted an automatic review by the Supreme Court of Virginia, which rejected the argument that it that it was unfair to execute Lewis while the co-conspirators yeah. got life sentence. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> as well as rejecting Lewis's challenge to the constit- constitutionality of Virginia's death penalty law. So Lewis was placed on death row at the Fluvana Correctional um, Center for Women in Troy, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're all evil and everything, but like, I don't they know. They wanted her out. They was yeah, like, that's mm. crazy. <laughs> I don't know how that, if that's fair. That's, I mean, she definitely yeah. should have got life in jail, yeah, yeah, in prison, but they all should have gotten at least equally the same punishment. If not, the guys that actually pulled the trigger get worse. That's crazy. I don't know, man. You, because she's the mastermind. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's why. But, but she didn't pull the. I, I get it, but this is when you get into that minority report yeah, shit yeah, about yeah. like the future, because it's like if these dudes were willing to answer a call about killing somebody, they probably would have. It's not like she coerced them that hard into, well, I guess if you offer the money, the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you can't offer me an amount of money to kill somebody. So I probably would have done something bad at some point. Right? If anything, they all should have got, like you said, should be equal. They yeah, all should have yeah. got life or a death penalty for all of them. I think it's a bit is a, is a stretch. <laughs> I don't think they should have got that. Yeah. But life, all of them fine. Cause you can say no, you can, you can say no to, Doing the crime that they did for money, mm-hmm. you can still say no. But desperate times, you know. I don't. I don't. That that one is a. Um, they all deserve a, life. Period. Yeah, at, but, that, at the very least. At the least, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was weird that because I mean the death sentence is worse than life. Yeah. So she got a worse punishment, but then as I'm talking it out, I'm like, well, she masterminded the whole thing and put money in front of who knows. Yeah. I mean, obviously that you know these are these are Wally World warriors, so they probably aren't in the best of financial shape so if you put you know fifty thousand dollars on the table yeah. i'm, I'm, you I'm know. sure the age they was 19 21 so i'm sure they oh, yeah. age came we'll in never make fifty thousand dollars something yeah. they say like that and i guess i guess she coerced them kind of huh sex sex was involved. really stuck on that huh that's what happened that is what happened that's- they had sex Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you just it's outside of Wally World. This happened. I thought it happened outside of the. Mall. I think so. Oh, okay, I thought you were making that part up. I thought you were speculating. Uh, okay, cool. Um, you thought speculate? No, they had sexual intercourse. Still, three. All. Oh, okay. That's why I was saying. That's why I was saying he probably. They. She probably was putting on both yeah, of them and go. Been, must have been. She probably enjoyable. used that to go. Hey, I need you guys to do this. Yeah. Post coital. Yeah. It's like the haze. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I need you boys to do. Smoke a cig, Marlboro Light. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, boys. Listen, yeah. Fun time's over. This is what, this is what's going down. Uh, so yeah, Lewis's daughter Christy served the five years because she knew about the plan and failed to report it. Wow. Yeah. Family affair. Yeah, yeah. So she um, she got five years. Uh, so in November 2004, a private investigator met Schillenberger at Wallace Ridge State Prison in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, on behalf of Lewis. Schillenberger wrote. In a partially transcribed affidavit, 
Teresa was in love with me. She was very eager to please me. She was also not very smart. This is one of the shooters? This is, yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, however, Schillenberger tore off and ate the part of the document that he had signed. I'm sorry? Yeah. So he did his affidavit, signed it or whatever, and then he ripped that part off and ate it. And then they still submitted it to the trial. Um, well, they got it in some kind of way. Schillenberger said, what will happen will happen. And Schillenberger committed suicide in prison in 2006. Wow. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yep. Okay, cool. So he didn't even make it to trial. No. Damn. No, 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 no. He said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Damn. He wasn't even getting the death penalty. He was just getting laid. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So over. Damn. So this was kind of crazy. Over 7,300 appeals for clemency were reported, reportedly sent to Virginia Governor Bob McDonald. Her supporters stated that Lewis is deeply remorseful and had been a model prisoner, helping fellow, <laughs> helping fellow female inmates cope with their circumstances. Her father, Melvin C. Uh, Wilson Sr., testified how testified how Lewis took care of her um, sick mother prior to her death. Lewis herself stated that I just want the governor to know that I'm I'm so sorry deeply from my heart. And if I could take it back, I would any minute. I just wish I could take it back. And I'm sorry for all the people that I've hurt in the process. On September 17th, 2010, McDonald decided decided not to stop Lewis's upcoming execution, stating, having carefully reviewed the petition for clemency, the judicial opinions in this case, and other relevant materials, I find no compelling reason to set aside the sentence that was imposed by the circuit court and affirmed by all reviewing courts. So her attorneys filed um, a motion to, uh, to, stay, to stay the execution from the U.S. Supreme Court, but were denied on September 21st, 2010, and Justice Ruth Ruth. Bader Ginsburg and Sonia. You know who that is? Yeah, I know who that is, friend. Uh, who yeah, is it? She's a Supreme Court justice. She just died recently. Oh, that's the one that just died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh pictures right here. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It's like a legendary American figure, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Uh, and Sonia Sotomayor indicated that they would have granted to stay. So rest in peace to her. That picture's right here. I did not even notice that. <laughs> so Lewis' last meal consists of two fried chicken breasts. Okay. Sweet peas with a butter and a Dr. Pepper and an apple pie for dessert. Sweet peas with a butter? Yep. With butter. I'm sorry. With butter. Sweet peas with butter. That's his last meal? That's her last meal. Oh, that was her last meal. Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, because she's the Two only one Two fried chicken that. breasts. Two fried chicken breasts. With sweet peas. With sweet peas. With butter. And butter and a Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. And a slice Boo! of apple pie for dessert. Boo! Boo. Boo. Yeah. Boo. I'll give you 30 seconds. I'll cut it out. I'll cut out the 30 seconds. What's your, what would be your last meal? My last meal? Your last meal. If you need to think about it, Ooh. I'm going to give you the time to think about no, it. No, I don't even have time to think about oh, it. Oh, okay. Look, I need, you know me, I'm a simple man. Okay. I need double cheeseburger. Double cheeseburger. Mayonnaise, lettuce, tomatoes, uh-huh. no pickles. I need extra mayo on it. Really specific. Sesame seed bun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want cheddar cheese on it. I want cheddar cheese on the top, in the middle, and the bottom. Okay. Of one patty? Oh, I got two patties. It's double oh, cheeseburger. Oh, double cheeseburger. Sorry. Okay. okay. Sorry. I want bacon. Two, sli- two strips of bacon at the top. Uh, okay. Two strips of bacon in the middle. Right. And on the bottom, too? Juicy. No, it's just in the oh, top okay. of the middle. Oh, jeez. Juicy. Sliced in half. You want, the, you want the burger. A part of your order is I want it juicy. I want it juicy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I want a juicy. Extra juice on your I want burger. a slice in half. Okay. I want to cut in fours, actually. I'm cutting fours like a club. Like, Put the toothpicks <laughs> in it? Clubs have toothpicks okay. in it. Okay. I want the, I want the, the toothpicks to be the color ones. What, what color do you want the little, I want, the I want, a, I want blue, I want red. Oh, wow, okay. I want yellow and I want black. All right. Okay. And then Any I want... significance of that or just, no. just variety? No. Okay. It's, it puts a smile on my face. Okay. I and respect then, that. It's your last meal that you should want to smile on your face. Yeah, I want some mac and cheese. Some southern style mac and cheese. So no fries. Cheesy. No fries. No, 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 no. Cheesy mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Baked. Baked mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I want a side of stream beans, bits of bacon and onions in it. Very with a, tasty. With a burger. With a burger. Okay. Okay, cool. On the side. Uh-huh. I want um uh what's the uh I want a half and half drink. Large half and half. Uh, half tea, half lemonade for those who don't know. Yes. And Ar- I want Arnold Palmer in some states. Yes, and I want a little Debbie's um Swiss roll. <laughs> well, a little Debbie Swiss roll uh-huh. as my dessert. And Four I want some milk. No. I want a large strawberry milkshake. Jesus. Whipped cream on the top. Yeah, you're gonna be full, it doesn't matter, man. That's With their the best tra- to clean up. That's when, fine, when yeah. Shit, when you shit yourself after all this. Cherry on top. That's it. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean Delicious. That's I can- how you go out. You can taste it. I can taste it right now. That's how you go out. My man. last meal? Yeah, that's, that's that's a hell of a last meal, man. Shit. Okay. What about you? Last meal? Last meal. Okay. That's going to be hard to top yours. Yeah. Okay. My last meal, right? Don't get all bougie. Pick some realistic. I don't want you to put up. I want escargot. Like, you're not going to pick that. <laughs> you're not going to pick that as your last, <laughs> your last meal, man. Escargot. Come on, man. Don't do that to me. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, be okay, real. Okay, Don't be right, bougie uh, on okay, me, man. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, okay. I'll be real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like, for my last meal, I would like a dozen Parmesan garlic wings, mm-hmm. side of blue cheese dressing. Mm. I want uh, a large order of curly fries. Okay. Cajun seasoning on mm. curly fries. Um, I also would like a, a Bloomin' Onion. It's going to be a bit of a fry fest. Okay. I also would like a Bloomin' Onion from uh, Outback Steakhouse. Mm. So that's kind of my... That's my uh, appetizers. Okay. Um, that's the kickoff appetizer. Okay, gotcha. For my um, ma- uh, main course meal, I would want you to at least tell me, because I'm going to request a salt-based steak. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. I want like to what, see what all the hype Try. is about. Got you. Um, preferably, he comes in it makes and it- tops me off. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Boom, spin, comes down the wrist onto the steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, here, here's your steak. Boom. Um, with the steak, I would like a side of scallop mashed potatoes, and a house-made uh, Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Um, and for dessert, I would like Gigi butter cake from Maggiano's. Mm, yeah, um, that's delicious. <clears throat> and a cookies and cream milkshake. Yeah, and um, that's it. That would be it. Yeah, that would be it. I, but I would want a full three-course meal. Appetizers going full out on the appetizers. Yeah, nice, hearty, beautiful dinner of decadence, and then the dessert of my my two favorite things: cookie, cr- cookies and cream milkshake and a Gigi butter cake. From Maggiano's Italian restaurant. Yeah. And then I can go die with a smile on my face. And I'm going to be sure to eat every last drop of all that food. Yeah. So that when I get uh, injected, I shit my pants. And that's my last fuck you to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all clean this up. What do you got to give you some time? Yeah, I'm assuming it's the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. how I, in my mind it is. I thought they do it like you eat. And then, oh, and, and then, then you just like, go? Yeah. No, it's like, hurry up, eat this shit. You got 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like, no, I think it's the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they All give right. you some kind of some digestion time and stuff like that. Oh, okay, I didn't but think But I'm it. not taking a shit the next day. 
I'm going right hold to, it out. I'm going right to the right to the table. <laughs> That's good though. though. I, I like that. You get the salt bay the salt bay steak. Yeah. I I want like a, they and really the prison industrial complex doesn't really have a lot of money, so it's just going to be like a Mexican dude with some sunglasses on and a yeah. little a Hanes T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, I'll, I'll not... let myself believe it. I'll be like, uh, thanks, Salt Bay. Yeah, well, whatever. And yeah, <laughs> do it all wrong. Yeah, he does it like <laughs> he got it in the in the box still, the box of salt, just shaking the box on the no the wrist thing. I don't, no siento. Just throw it all over. Too much salt on the steak. <laughs> Ideally, it's the real Salt Bay. Yeah, I don't know. If that's I guess in the that budget. works. I don't know if that's at the budget though. <laughs> nah, they're not getting this. That. Is salt? They got fly mountain yeah. shit. <laughs> you, you supposed to be your death is supposed to happen like in like eight hours. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if we can make this time. This is Salt Eduardo. Uh, he <laughs> he works on the grounds, uh, and uh, <laughs> so we can re we can recreate the uh, vibes. Yeah, but we couldn't get Salt Bay here <laughs> to, to sprinkle your steak. So she spent her last hours praying and singing, um, I guess, some type of ritual songs. What would you do in your last last hours? The last hours? Last hours. Mm, probably listen to like a dope podcast or um, just turn up to some like a, a, a dope playlist. Yeah. Um, while I would, again, this is probably things I, I probably couldn't get, but I would, whatever the newest system is, I'll like, let me get, just let me just get an hour. Let me get an hour like video games? the newest Xbox, newest mm-hmm. PlayStation, and just have a, just have a session. Yeah, some trap music playing or a cool podcast playing, maybe like a This American Life or something like that, and just listen to some, learn some stuff, and to take learn, me, yeah, just hear some or like hear like Duncan Trussell just talk. Mm-hmm. I, I really, he's a really smart dude, funny dude, and um, just swallow those vibes and those different thoughts before I go to my next, make my transition. Yeah, for me, it would be depending on like how my life is going. Like if I had kids, I will that would be yeah, uh, something I wanted to. Do. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yes. just but. Uh, like I will go definitely will go get an hour basketball in because it's alone, I, alone just, just to get some thoughts, just, just some therapeutic, get yeah, some shots I get up. That. I get that. Um, probably depending on how much how much time she had last hour, so maybe like I'll say like three hours, another hour I'll probably like watch Martin. Yeah, get some it's giggles in, yeah, get some giggles laughs. in, and good then laughs. uh, the last hour I'll probably like hop on Instagram or something, see some beautiful women. Okay, and got, it, got, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be it for me. The trifecta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. and, and that that that's I can go out like that. I'll be, okay. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Um. So Lewis was executed on September twenty third, twenty ten, at nine p.m. by lethal injection in Greensville Correctional Center near Jarrett. Mm. This made her the twelfth woman to be executed in the United States since the death penalty was reinstated in nineteen seventy six. Lewis was the first woman to be executed in Virginia by lethal injection. It had been since 1912 that a woman had been executed in that state, um, um, in the state of Virginia Christian, who died. This is a person. Her name was Virginia Christian, who died in an electric chair. This was that was a that's that was a African American African American woman mm. who like killed her um a slave her master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Lewis was also the first woman to be executed in the U.S. since Frances Newton in 2005 in the state of Texas, and the second woman to be executed. Since serial killer Aline Warnos in 2002 in the state of Florida. Yeah. She was cremated after her execution. Uh, was Aline, was Aline Warnos executed or did? Yeah, she was executed. Okay, that's what Her last okay. video was crazy. You want to talk about what somebody did in the last thing? Oh my God. Oh yeah, we did. Then we, yeah, like, we watched, we watched yeah, uh, yeah. her documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter anyway. 2020's coming. We're all going to fucking That shit up. was wild. And 2020's not over yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that fucking Eileen Warnos last little, her last little speech she gave him before her death, 
was terrifying. But when is when she was just saying crazy shit though? Yeah, I mean, she said the whole reason she killed them was because the the government was sending signals to her brain. Yeah. But it was all bullshit. I mean, I assume. But again, I watch a lot of conspiracy videos, man. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't write anything off. <laughs> MK Ultra is a thing. So Lewis execution um, stated a debate in the U.S. and the other parts of the world concerning capital punishment and more specifically the application of death sentence on women and murder cases. Richard Dieter, um, the executive de- executor of uh, Death Penalty Information Center, argued that so few women are involved in heinous murders that when they are, they cause greater offense than if they had been men. Virginia's attorney general really pushed the fact that she had committed. That's a crazy. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. So he's I, saying it I, doesn't I, happen very often. So when it does, it really shocks the world. Yeah. So they should die. Is that what he's saying? He's on the side of. He's on the side of saying, I think. That is. Let me see. Yeah, so he's saying that when it it does happen, yeah, it's, really it's so crazy thing. that they they do need like they, it needs to happen. Got it. You okay. know, um, being a death penalty, which I don't I don't believe that. Um, just because it's a woman doing it, it's like yeah, oh, I mean, they have to. Yeah, this is not like, cl- clearly you're, yeah. you're worse than a man because women don't do this very often. So, so you're when you do worse, do it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You're irredeemable. You should be dead. Yep. Uh, I don't know. So like I said, when they are, they cause greater offense, and if they had been men. Virginia's attorney general really pushed the fact that she had committed adultery with a co-defendant and that she was somehow dishonored um, and should be looked down upon. Oh, that's, this is really sexist and gross. Yeah. Ken um, Cuccinelli, then the attorney general of Virginia, has stated that the brutal nature of crimes themselves, as well as Lewis, um, Lewis's manipulating, adulterous, and greedy, and... Um, egregious behavior justified the death penalty. Thousands of supporters argued that her death sentence should, should have been commuted to life imprisonment, which I, 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 I agree, but yeah. then I don't agree. I get it. Yeah. A Lewis attorney, Lewis's attorney general, E. Roker. It's more for second. me that I'm like, either they all should have gotten life or they yeah. all should have gotten the death penalty. That's, that's yeah. not, I not one being, or another. That's what yeah. I understand her being the queen, the queen pen and the mastermind and everything. But they all kind of did the same thing. Yeah. So it just that's what my thing is. They either should they should all get the same the thing. The same thing, yeah. So Lewis attorney attorney James E. Rocap the third said, A good and decent person is about to lose her life because a system that is broken. I don't know about all that. It is grossly unfair to impose the death penalty on her while Schillenberger and Philip received life. A low IQ also became a matter of discussion, with supporting um Citing this is a reason she had she should have not been sentenced to death. Legal novelist John Grisham echoed those sentiments and argued that the evidence indicated Schillenberger, who had an IQ of 113, was the actual mastermind. Grisham quoted from an affidavit by co-conspirator Rodney Lamont Fuller as between as between Mrs. Lewis and Schillenberger. Schillenberger was definitely the one in charge of things, not Miss Lewis. And he checked out. Yeah, he got yeah he killed himself. Um, so Iranian President Mohammed, uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but Mohammed cited that the case cited the case to denounce Western media coverage of um, Sak- Sakina Mohammed Ashtanadi, which was um, a woman in Iran who'd been arrested for the death by stoning for adultery. Mm. He claimed the media's heavy propaganda campaign was perpetrating a double standard by not responding with similar outrage over Lewis 
and pending execution. Executive Director of Larry, Executive Director Larry Cox of Amnesty International, which opposes the death penalty under all circumstances, stated proceeding with the execution would would come dangerously close to violating the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits capital punishment for those with mental retardation. Mm. A precedent established thanks to the Atkins versus Virginia Virginia case. Um, I guess if you into that, you can look into that. Mm. But they were saying that you know what you're doing. If is you have some type of really mental, close to being illegal, yeah, 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 by you having a mental mentally um, challenged person, yeah, on the death exactly. on death row. Yep. So that was the whole um, story of uh, Teresa Lewis. She got the death penalty. Yeah. Schillenberger checked out, and Fuller was the the last one left to be like he got life. He got life for him to be like, yeah, she wasn't in charge. It was. This guy that was in charge. Right. Probably, he probably was getting the most money out of the two. Oh, he probably. If he was the whole yeah. mastermind, he probably was like, hey, man, look. Fuller was this. probably his sidekick. Yeah. Then he, I think the other guy, the one that killed himself, probably was the, the one that shot the guy, didn't kill him, and then was like, oh, I need to finish this off. Yeah. So, mm. but that was the story of Teresa Lewis. Um, one of the many stories that we've done where insurance policies came in, people being. I mean, I would say money. most of the time when I've ever heard of, read a story of a woman killing people. Yeah. It had some kind of um, intent behind it. Yeah, yeah, Because you know, women are just more thoughtful. Like They're not creatures of, you know, um, spontaneous murder, mm-hmm. tr- typically. Like that guy was talking about, how it's yeah. like, it shocks people. Obviously, we I, I, I'm familiar with stories of women yeah. killing people. But like the whole Eileen Warnos thing, she was saying these were her Johns and they tried to do something, which I don't know if that's true. Yeah. She was just murdering people, I believe. But a lot of times when these insurance fraud things are the case, it's the, the black widows and these things, the, the wife who kills the, you know, so, um, yeah, it's a pretty common, um, MO yeah. for women. But she didn't have the, it was, was kind of like, um, she probably didn't want to kill her husband, but he was in the way. It was like, he was in yeah. the way. So well, it was like, he, so I have to, he had I need to that 200,000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. It's still fucking evil as shit. Yeah, but, but I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like you know, yeah. over here is just maybe she liked him, but yeah, it's like yeah. oh, I got to do what I got to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, in the, you're in the way. It's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. Well, but she's gone now. The only person living is the one, the guy other guy. Jail, right? They both killed. They all three of them killed the person. I don't care if you was the the, the person that made the plan. Yeah, or who, whatever yeah, it was. It was all. It was that's all gross, the, man. All under the same gross. umbrella. It's gross man. for money. It's always money. But yeah, that's the story of um, Teresa Lewis. Yeah, All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get into these good vibes. What up? It's time for that good vibe segment. Now, I do have a good vibe story. Mm-hmm. I do have my thoughts on it a little bit. I don't want to ruin the story, but okay. <clears throat> so, my good vibe this week. So earlier this week, the Los Angeles Fire Department became the first city in the country to add a firefighting robot to their ranks. Oh God! And it has already proven its metal on the front lines. <laughs> <Get it? laughs> oh. Come on, okay, man! Go as quick as I can go, man. Why don't you use these? This. Look where them things at. You need to use those. Here you go. Write it down so you know what buttons to hit. Come on, man. You ruined. That's twice you've done that this episode, man. (laughs) 
Weighing about 3,500 pounds, oh, the geez. Thermite Robotic System 3 firefighting vehicle, or the RS3 for short, is capable capable of deploying about 2,500 gallons of water per minute. Oh, wow. Yeah. The vehicle, which can be controlled by a handheld remote from a safe distance, is also equipped with a high-definition video stream so that the operator can easily maneuver the robot through difficult conditions in the field. Okay. Although the Los Angeles Times report that the RS3 is about the same size as a smart car, it is small enough to fit through a set of double doors while using while also being able while also being strong enough to plow its way through the walls um, if it should need to. Mm. So we can fight the f- they said we can fight the fire from inside. LAFD chief Ralph Teresa Teraz told the news outlet, adding that the robot was a game changer for his team. Prior to the RS3 being unveiled in the public to the public at a press conference earlier this week, it had been deployed alongside 130 human firefighters to help extinguish a major emergency commercial fire in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Despite how the severity of the blaze forced firefighters to withdraw from the two buildings mm-hmm. and use their hoses from the outside, mm-hmm. the RS3 was able to continue onwards and unleash its water cannon from inside. So this can do the job of 150 people? Essentially, yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So great, the, great, great, great. <clears throat> yeah. So the LAFD Foundation was able to purchase the military-grade robot for the department thanks to a sizable donation during one of their fundraisers. The RS3, I wonder how much it costs. The, it doesn't say, though. The RS3 would now be assigned to Firehouse 3, which is reportedly the busiest fire station in the city. After the robot's successful deployment this week, officials hope the robot will continue to help put, protect the Los Angeles community and its firefighters. Now, is it a good vibe story? Yes. Sure. Will people's lives be saved from this robot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I want my life to depend on a robot? I don't think so. Mm, you sound like Will Smith and I am le- and uh, I robot. Yeah. Are you anti-machine, Ram? No, but I don't know, man. I don't know. So what if you sound a little machinist? What if the day comes where that thing malfunctions mm-hmm. and it can't get to me or something or put out the blaze where I'm at? Uh huh. So, but them using this stopping these trained firefighters from coming in and possibly saving me. Uh huh. They rely on this robot, and what if it malfunctions? What if, if that happens? What if a person fails to get you? Either way, you die. But that's but that's fine though. These people are there. You have more faith in a person because they can't malfunction. Quote, yeah, you quote, can't unquote. just fuck up. I mean, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. You can, yeah. but I don't know, man. I get what you're saying. I thought you were going somewhere else. I didn't think you were going. What, to jobs? The, yeah. <laughs> jobs? That too. But I, yeah, I, I was thinking about my life about The personally. aspect of the robot turning on you. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, um, I I get that. Uh, I think that, again, uh, as I discussed on this when we talked about the whole roller coaster debate and you brought up planes, Yeah, I believe that you know, I don't have any proof. I'm not really like an aeronautics guy. I don't really focus on how, how planes work. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if through 15 minutes of research, I go, oh, planes do literally fly themselves pretty much. And the the pilot's just there to almost like an IT person and to uh, make sure that the wings come down when they're supposed to come down. Yeah. I don't but, think I don't think something that big should be in the sky anyway. That's the crazy part. Well, it is in the sky, so it works. Wow. It's technology. Yeah, but well. my point is, um, I think that we put our life in the hands of things that can malfunction every day yeah. already. You know, people are driving Teslas. People are doing these kind of things. So, but do I want one? Yes. A Tesla? Yeah. 
Well, that's very conscious. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like a you're like a sour patch kid, man. It's like you know, you're two things at once. First, you're sour, then you're sweet. You know, it's like uh, yes, Teslas are dope, yeah. but they could malfunction. Yeah, you know? it's, like it's not foolproof. You know, so um, would I get in a Tesla, get a Tesla, and then just go to sleep in the driver's seat? Probably not. No. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. Would I eat some ramen noodles while it's in the fucking while I'm going down the highway and I have a 40 minute drive ahead of me? Uh, possibly, but I would keep my eyes on the road for the most part. Uh, I'm not doing that. I get if you use it and like on your phone. What's the difference? You don't have a bowl of soup. You guys use two hands, but if you on your phone, people drive on their phone all the time. But I'm saying if if it, if the car could drive by stuff, you on your phone looking up every now and then. Uh huh. I, I, I can get. I'll do that. I get. What's that. the difference in eating a bowl of ramen, a bowl of pho? And being on your phone because if you if you eating bowl of ramen noodles, you probably on your phone doing both. How are you gonna How are you gonna be able I don't, to? Is that law? I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. You don't have to be doing both. <laughs> you can just be eating your ramen noodles on your way to work. Really? You can like you can put like TV on the screen now. You you going to be doing something while you are eating ramen noodles? Why you eating noodles? I guess so. I, you I don't, don't think so? I guess that's your ramen noodle etiquette. I've never driven a car while eating ramen. I, this is a foreign thing. I've never done. Do you do this? No, you just said this, didn't you? Yeah, but I'm saying in a, in, this is a scenario I've created in a, inside of a, a, a Tesla. You have like, you're talking like you have experience. Like, yeah, man, look, if you're driving your car and you're eating ramen noodles, you have your other hand on your phone, too. <laughs> if you have a self-driving car, yeah. Okay, all right. Put that part on there. Because oh, okay. I thought you were just saying like, no, everybody no, 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 knows no, no, that no, when no. you eat about, noodles while I you're driving, talking you about use Tesla. your phone. That's why we, I don't I was, have any experience with Tesla. I've never done these oh, things, okay. man. I, this is a hypothetical. You're like, no, 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 no. When you eat ramen noodles, you're watching TV. and You're doing something. Okay, cool. But my point is, um, my concern was the jobs things, like you said. Because yeah. when you're talking about, now I'm sure 150 people weren't literally fighting the fire. But um, if 10 people go in and they go, oh, it's too hot. Oh, we can't make it. And then this robot does the job. Then that's 10 less firefighters that you need. It all depends yes, on how many people this jo- this robot can do a job for. And it's, it's good vibes now. But then in 10 years... You know, the firefighting force is mostly automated and firefighting isn't really a job as much anymore. Yeah. They just need a guy who knows how to operate the machine and fix the machine when it malfunctions. How you, you supposed know? to carry somebody out? Can't, I'm, you going to throw me like, on the machine? Put a basket on there. That, that's put, what I mean. You got to be put into it. What do you mean? Oh, like if you're, if you're passed out? Yeah. Look, man, these are all the things that get worked out as the future goes on. This is the first steps. What are you going to do? Like, when attach it, a claw to it and so they can pick people up? That's an idea. And right? crush them? That's how the kinks get worked out. See, that's okay, the thing, somebody di- no. See, this is the thing. Like when people that worked at Target, when they first put the first automated machine in, somebody was like, "Thank God, man!" It's all these people coming in all the time. We get a little bit of a break. Yeah. And now that person is out of a job after two years of that working out successfully, and the company goes, "Oh man, uh, nothing changed production wise, and uh, the the automated machine kind of saved us some money because we could call, we could do less shifts. We'll do five more of these machines." Yeah, and eventually you walk into a Target. Now I don't know if this will ever be the the day fully. I, I wouldn't be surprised though. You walk into a Target and all the machine, all the cash. Oh, it's coming. Are, are automated. It's coming. Mostly Target has so many cash registers, but there's nobody. Half of them ain't open anyway. Yeah, at Walmart, you always are checking yourself out because there's never a person that all the <laughs> other ones that aren't automated. So walk out. You just oh, and that happens a lot. So um, I just I just automation always comes in as the big flashy new thing. But we can't get too wrapped up in that because a lot of times it, there's a dark side to automation. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I work in an industry uh, where we um, drive freight on and off of ships. And the more automated cars there are, the more my job becomes in danger. Because if a job, if a car can just drive itself off the ship, that's my job. Yeah. So I think we just need to be concerned about automation. And automation is cool. But when they start talking about like, oh, Amazon's putting out mail drones. 
It's, you know, it's like that kind of stuff, which I think we discussed on here before. Yeah, it's but like, it, yeah, but what can you say to the people at the top? If nothing. It's bringing them more money in their pocket. But then th- this is my my point is though these kind of things happen every day, and then people wonder why the middle class is shrinking in this country. Yeah, because there's just so many jobs that <laughs> used to be a job you could just get and have and work it that are like, well, have a robot do it now. Yep. You know, so it's just something to be concerned about. Yeah. But that is cool. I love automation and. And, and technology and all that. I think that's super cool, but we just got to watch about how that's affecting actual people. Yeah. Because robots don't need jobs and to support their family yep. and a paycheck and all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, my good vibe story is actually really brief. It's about a, a French bulldog named Toad, and his Instagram account is uh, goodboy.toad. Uh, good for anybody who has Instagram. And for the whole month of October, this this French bulldog, which I love French bulldogs, I, th- I hate that they exist because it's really sad because um, they're kind of force bred. But they're very adorable dogs. Um, and he's dressing up like they're dressing, his owners are dressing him up like a different uh, character and stuff all throughout the month of Halloween. What do so, they mix with? Well, I don't really know, but oh. French bulldogs are really small. So French bulldogs typically, they can't procreate themselves. Oh. So they have to be inseminated because oh, their shit. legs are too stocky to mount another dog and have sex. Cause I know. Because they're, they're too small. And also, they have a lot of breathing problems because their nose is fucking short and, and, and snouty. Oh, shit. So they have a lot of health problems. Yeah. But people love them. Yeah. That's why they cost. That's one of the reasons they cost so much money. Mm. It's not because, like, oh, they're just the flyest dog right now. It's like, no, it costs a lot of money to breed a French bulldog. Right? So, French bulldogs and um, either, I think it's Great Danes. Like, Great Danes only live to be like seven or eight years old. Because they're fucking the size of a horse, but they have a dog heart. Yeah. But people like them, so they're like, well, keep breeding them. You know, and I think they're adorable. You see a great Dane out in public, it's like, oh, my God, it's like this impressive, beautiful dog. But you go, oh, that dog's probably not going to live past nine. Yeah. Because there's so much strain, and they get arthritis and all these kind of things. There's so many breeds of dogs that are just being kept around because selfish people like how they look. But it's not a great quality of life. Yeah. Great Danes, they just too damn big, man. Yeah, but it's really when you dog, see one, it's like, yeah, it's what I mean. It's like when you see one, it's like, whoa. Just like a American Mass. I think I brought this up before American Mass. Is that uh um is that the one that slobbers? Is that the dog from a Probably um, Beethoven? Probably. Them's just as huge. People listen. I seen one at work and it and it jumped off the gate. Uh-huh. And it was like poof, you can hit ground. I was like, oh shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but anyway, back to back to Toad, good boy Toad. Uh, he dressed up some some of the favorite ones I've seen is he dressed up like Elton John. Mm. He dressed up like Napoleon Dynamite from the title film, Napoleon Dynamite. He also dressed up like Kip from the Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no Napoleon. Yeah. Uh and uh he dressed up like a chef and just just some really cute good vibes yeah. and good energy to, you know, add to your Instagram account to, you know, start your day off when I know a lot of people wake up and they you know, the first thing they do they might check Instagram. And they get up, you see a cute little dog dressed like the lobster from um um a little mermaid, might just put a smile on your face. Also, for anybody who is hasn't followed Dogface 208, uh oh man, Dogface 208. The dude riding skateboard. Oh, okay. My boy is getting his coin. His his uh, Instagram account is also filled with positive vibes. Um, I'm sure his TikTok is too. I just don't have that. But he's also a great follow. Just just to add some vibes to your all the political memes and and and, and uh, you know all the polit- uh, you know social injustice memes. Just add a little bit of a smile to your face with some just some goofy fun. Um, but those are my th- that's my good vibe story this week. Uh, good boy Toad again. His Instagram account is at goodboy.toad. Um, toad like T-O-A-D and it's just I just think feel like we need to just find any kind of way we can to just turn our brain off and just just laugh yeah whenever we can yeah um, before I get out of here I wanted to say um, uh, 
Fran, we need to figure out. I need to figure out what TV you're watching, so that um, we can get on the same page at some point <laughs> and just, just discuss when we're <laughs> making recommendations or anything. Because you're not watching any of the dope stuff that's out right now. So when I start making you know recommendations to people like I'm about to do, you're just like, oh, okay, cool, and then never yeah, watch them. It. So it's just, it will never be discussed. Okay. At least with you, I can never discuss it with you. Like you know, the haunting of Blind Man. Just give me or, something to watch. I'll watch it. I, I watched. Like, I watched I think- the uh, a Will Ferrell movie on Netflix the other day. <laughs> In 2020. <laughs> yeah, it was about a new um, one. I don't know. It was about I like Will Ferrell, so I was like, I'm gonna watch yeah. this. It's about um, like uh, this lady was writing a book. Have you seen uh-huh. that? I mean, that's you just barely even described. <laughs> she, was writing, Will Ferrell do? she was writing a book, uh-huh. and he was the character of the book she was writing. And oh, she and can, then his life was yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that. That's an old movie. I'm familiar it is? with that oh, movie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's like the life of something. It's, it's something like that. I know what you're talking about. And it's like she, he can hear her. He can hear, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a funny movie. I thought you were talking about, he has a new movie on Netflix that's like about his family is in a band or something like that. I didn't watch that. Oh, I watched a little bit of it. I didn't like Will it. Ferrell's starting to go into Adam Sandler territory for me, where it's just like he just is cranking out just shitty movies for the money. Yeah. And oh, I Adam like, Sandler got that contract. He went off. Oh yeah, I'm not watching that fucking Halloween movie. Oh that yeah, looks, it's stupid. Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, and I think Will Ferrell's headed in that direction. And I'd rather keep him his silly, great movie self yeah, yeah, yeah. than watch the, the bad movies. Yeah. Same with Adam Sandler. I don't watch any new Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, it's too many. It's just too. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, just give me something to watch and I will watch it. Well, you got to get HBO Max. I can get HBO Max. Okay, well broke. you gotta watch. You gotta watch uh, Lovecraft Country. Okay, it's it's like the best show on television. Okay. It's a black show, a black sci-fi show, and it's competing with every show on television. How right many now. seasons is it? It's just one. It's the first season. You already finished it already. The last episode comes on tonight. The season finale comes on tonight. So I'm already behind. You binge watch television. And you don't watch TV when it comes on. Just right. get the HBO Max I'll get and watch it. I'll a couple watch episodes of Lovecraft. I'll watch it. It's really good. It's a little confusing, but you just got to stick it out, and every episode's good. It might I'll be knock good. it out before next week. Yeah, you're not going to do that. But, yes. Probably won't. But um, I'll try. You won't like The Haunting of Bly Manor, but... It How do you know? Because I didn't really super love it. I'd have to go into detail to talk about the things I liked about it, but I can't because you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, But The Haunting of Hill House, which is the first season of this show... You should watch that. It's a great show. And we can talk about that because it's old enough to discuss. Yeah, you got to give me something I can... That's, that's uh, on Netflix. No, 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 no. I mean like... A movie? No, no, no. Oh, What's the... Uh, Lovecraft? What's that one? Lovecraft Country. I'll watch that. I got to be some way at a time. I can't be... I got enough time to be jumping on all kinds of TV okay. shows. Okay. Lovecraft Country. I'll watch that. Start Lovecraft Country. We'll right, discuss cool. Lovecraft Country. Right. To the people listening... Um, Lovecraft Country season finale has premiered if you're listening to this. Um, let's discuss it. Uh, um, uh, Bly Manor. Again... You know, anybody who wants to hit me up on Twitter or in the you DMs. You said the season premiere. What did I say? Season premiere? Of, yeah. of Lovecraft Country? Yeah. Season finale. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Um, the Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. Uh, it's been controversial. Some people loved it. Some people didn't. I have my reasons why I love it. I have my reasons why I hated it. But I definitely recommend it. It was good. And for anybody who is, um, doesn't know, all the Disney Channel original movies are on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Don't Look Under the Bed. Uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Uh, these are some of my favorites, right? They're all on there. So these are all just for the rest of the month of October. Just enjoy some spooky vibes. And those are three things that you can kind of three. Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Uh, um, I was looking at your hands. You put up five. Oh, I, that was for. That was, oh. I, was just, I was just doing a hand gesture. All right. <laughs> they can't see that. Wait, wait what? <laughs> I can. Uh, <laughs> Lovecraft Country, The Haunting of Bly Manor, or The Haunting of Hill House, if you haven't seen that, it's definitely the better season. 
and all the movies that you've ever, you, if you're a millennial, if you grew up in the 90s, if you were born in the 90s or even the late 80s, all the Disney Channel original movies are on Disney Plus right now. So it's just some great spooky vibes. Um, my personal favorite is Don't Look Under the Bed. It's a great one. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anything? No. Cool, 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 cool. Nope. Uh, well, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.